Welcome to the Geek Domination Podcast. Today is March 22nd, 2015. I'm your host, Zane Coppage. With me this week is Cody Spitzelberger. What's up? And Anthony Tyson. Hey. Okay. We're worried <laughs> just, about your last week. Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, clearly, I, uh, I've had no drinks inside right. me right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the normal response, yeah. <laughs> Way too normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still laugh about the way that... You just introduced that Metalocalypse news last week. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually took a listen to see, you know, like yeah. I, I, I admit <laughs> I'm a slightly bit perfectionist when it comes to things, so like, of course, I have to be right. like, yeah, well, we're doing good here, right, right. right. And yeah, I heard that, and I'm just like, holy shit, my ears! <laughs> like that was even without with me, like, yeah, tuning it yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty. I fun was though. joking with Zane later in the week. I was like, you know what I should have done? Just taking an entire section and muted it. <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 like, yeah. Metal season five. Just like super <laughs> monotone. Just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how have you guys been this week in general? I don't want to start with me. Okay. I always start. Yeah. But... All right. I, I, I'll start. Yeah. yeah um, go ahead. I I had a, I actually did a lot this week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of shit. So saw three movies. I saw Chappie. Uh, which yep. was, I heard it was mediocre. Okay. I heard it was okay. It was literally the words okay. The, the <laughs> yeah, it's it's meh. Like okay. I like Chappie the robot. Right. I don't like anyone surrounding him. Okay, that's yeah. yeah. I heard the sound design in it is actually pretty good too. Yeah, sound design is great. It's just you How look did at you the feel about uh, Jackman and uh, his more antagonist role. My problem with it is it's not really Jackman's fault as well yeah. as any of the actors. Right. The problem is with Neil Baumkamp's focus on certain characters over other. Die okay. Antward, like their two characters, which are literally they reprise their stage names for, which I found really like meta and it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. It was just kind of silly to me. <laughs> but they they reprise their stage names and they occupy I'd at least say half or more of the movie around Chappie. Like, it's Chappie and Diane Ward. That should be the name of the movie. Like, okay. it, he's a part of their new stage tour. <laughs> Might Got as it. well be, because he's a part of their team now, I guess. I yeah. don't know. At any rate, it was mediocre at best, which is disappointing, because it's like he can't reach that level of quality that he got in District 9, where it's like the plot was great, the characters were great, the sound design was well, great, and the with, CG, amazing. Well, you know, and I'll say like this, too, with District 9, though, like it focused so heavily on one character and his very tight-knit personal relationships. Like You barely saw his wife, you barely saw the people surrounding him, and, and so it yeah. was very much like you're following one person's storyline, and, and I seems... feel like he can't branch out from right. that very well right yeah and the thing is like it seems like he tries to repeat that success but yeah he actually has lost that focus you know it makes me funny. curious of that alien project he's working on yeah it, it does for me as well but it might be just the thing he needs to I give him some direction well. because when he has something else involved you know it it might give him some more focus mm -hmm. so alien being such idea. a uh, personal experience for the the film itself just the fact that it's usually i mean if you're not talking aliens obviously it tends to be like a very small group of people isolated against an overwhelming alien force sure. literally one alien stalking them usually so i could see how maybe if you go that route it could be him returning to his yeah. peak again yeah maybe so hopefully with that um the other two i saw were cinderella um which was okay 
It's uh, it's Kenneth Branagh's li- uh, direction for it. It's the live action se- okay. uh, version, and it was it was okay. I think I liked it actually better than Katie did, and Katie yeah. was the one who wanted to see it. She was a lot more upset, and I can well, I'm understand sure why. that reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a point in the film where like everything gets like way over the top, like silly, and yeah, because it's not yeah. a cartoon, right? It's, it can't take that fantastic approach that it that the cartoon can. It's yeah. just not the same beast, and they tried to treat it like that. So it, it fails a little bit on that. And then the other one was Insurgent, which was surprisingly better than I thought. <laughs> I thought it was going to be as shit mean, as Divergent. Okay, okay, yeah. No, like, I, okay. I, Divergent, I was really disappointed because the ending was completely retarded. Right, right. Um, Insurgent, it like two parts of the movie and i i was looking at it in like a four-part movement the okay. first part was like really boring and shitty terrible character like dialogue Awkward prologue is yeah. Yeah, yeah and then the second act was really good and okay. shailene woodley i mean for no faults of the movie aside she's phenomenal as an actress i love shailene woodley she is really good in her part and then the third part not so good and then the fourth part really really great finish it actually has a lot of lot to say philosophically in my my opinion and a lot of right, right. my views on ethics and individuality are kind of expressed there and i was really i thought that was really interesting not a lot of movies do that so i was really surprised with insurgent um i liked it much better than the first movie um nice. other than that uh gaming wise i got dragon ball z budokai of course i got a couple couple hours in on that loving it still you mean um xenogears Xenoverse. 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 You said yeah. Budokai. Oh, did I? <laughs> I still think of Budokai. Right. <laughs> Fondly. Um, but yeah, Xenoverse. Uh, and that's still fun. I really wish you guys would just get the game. But I know it's right, expensive. Right, well, it's expensive. 50 bucks drop just randomly is kind of harder. So, like, it's it, it's definitely more now on my radar, especially after that that post I shared with us that was... Uh, <laughs> people making people oh making my God. No, Okay, so I have to tell you this. So, I spent a good 20 minutes in the lobby just doing weird fucking, like, stupid shit with people because you can not only, like, have, like, automatic, like, sayings, like, hey, do a thing yeah, with me yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You can also make your own poses. So I literally was going around with people doing, like, great Saiyaman and, like, <laughs> Ginyu force poses, and it's just, like, it's so much fun to, like, fuck around randomly with people. That's super cool. I, I never expected a game like that to have such a cool and wide community. Yeah, it it's, like that's it's already growing right. fast. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. The community's good on it so far. And then um, on top of that, um, I played... Uh, I think a little bit of Inquisition. I got out of the hinterlands. Yep. So that's done. <laughs> that means you win. That, you win. <laughs> you win. You beat the game. Right. Exactly. The game's the game's done. <laughs> Did you actually get like to the first main story mission yet? Uh, what's the first main story mission? You choose between the mages or the templars. No. Okay. No. I'm getting there. That's actually my next thing. Right, I'm gonna right. go do the mages because I thought they were more interesting. Yes. They um, are. Our quest is super cool. Sweet. I do. Then like I'm that very one. excited yeah. for that. Time um, travel. I'll just say that much. Ta- Time travel. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. I'm always down for that. Spoilers. <laughs> right. Spoiler. I mean, it is the first mission in the game. Most people who probably like we're probably falling into know, a weird if category. You know, look at the per- percentages. Like only like 28 percent of people who have played that game have actually. You know what it is? It. They've played all the hinterlands, got bored, and quit the game. <laughs> That's the problem with it. I mean, they're a step ahead of me. In well, that and respect. if you tell people, hey, there's time travel in like the first mission. If you go with the mages, guess what? Time travel. People will probably get more interested and go back and play. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the very last thing was a surprisingly fun game that I picked up, yeah. which I recommend to everyone because it's not expensive. It's $20 on the PlayStation Store, and you get a couple packs with that included. Mm-hmm. Helldivers. Oh, okay, yeah. my God. a lot of good things about that. Surprisingly good. Yeah, it's a twin-stick shooter that combines the aesthetic of Starship Troopers right. with the feel of Diablo. Okay. Interesting. It's awesome. I love it a lot. There was a free game from March 2014 that was the zombie one. Wasn't the it? zombie, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's it was another top down, um, you know, uh, um, shooter that was two player co op and a zombie apocalypse I think essentially. That's what it's called, yeah. I think it's even what it's called. It might be called that, but it was really good also. Like it's another one. Like I'm sure since that was free back in March of last year that it's probably like picked up a little eight bit, bucks yeah. or something well i i for this one like i yeah. think the 20 dollars is totally worth it there well, like you said packs oh, are involved right. it, was, it was dead nation yeah dead, dead nation, nation. Dead nation. Right. okay it was really good but yeah like i recommend checking that out definitely because it's it's going to be a lot of fun when more people are involved with it and uh yeah what's the max people can play in uh at a time four people um, four player co-op and then there's no, a larger like well and the cool thing with the game is like there's the four player co-op of course but right, right. you're working in a larger world as well so like Starship Troopers like you're you're in like there's a different uh, like uh, theaters of combat happening exactly and, so and it, like okay. the cool. whole community is working towards a goal and that goal is getting to said enemies home world and when that home world happens you have a set amount of time to do objectives and win nice yeah so something i figured out cool that'll actually encourage us to play more dragon age multiplayer and parts of single player uh each week they establish a multiplayer event Mm -hmm. and in this case like this week was dreffalo hunting which meant as a community the players had to go into their single players and kill like as a group 250,000 Druffalo or something like that which if you think about it like that's the fan base playing and killing one Druffalo each roughly but at the end of it you get a multiplayer reward Mm -hmm. so you get a chest that drops for free in multiplayer when you complete the challenge that then unlocks a bunch more stuff for multiplayer that then you can also play together with people that you just help complete this single player camp like a objective it's pretty cool the way they've done that so like more of that mentality of like people playing back and forth and going for big scale yeah anything goals. that encourages encourages yeah encourages encourages, <laughs> encourages uh communities to come together yeah is a, absolutely. Is a great idea i opinion. love it so but yeah. yeah that was my week nice yeah. fun what have you been up to um let's see we saw a concert on tuesday we did go to a concert on tuesday and my voice mm. is still fucked for is me. it and i got sick too well see, that'll that's happen. how you know it's a good concert <clears throat> right oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> well like we crit- heavily criticized the first band. Oh my god! So <laughs> really bad. Like no. So I've seen you've seen them a lot. Yeah, probably about six times because they're just like one of those right. bands that literally jumps opens on every opening possible option time. possible. And they're not like I was actually like listening to them like more than yeah. last week. They're actually pretty good. They're pretty decent. Like my only complaint was the lead singer's behavior oh yeah and more 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 to that extent like his behavior not only on stage but also his behavior towards the equipment and like what we were saying like he's standing on the monitor like one foot on the monitor screaming into a mic that he keeps changing from a an a uh i forget what the name of it is but it's it's one specific kind of mic and then when you put your hand that high up on it it changes the type of the microphone to a because it just essentially it it, just 
cuts out all cuts that. out that entire polar pattern oh. part of it and so then what happens is the entire power of the mic is then devoted to one direction and then as he's like headbanging stuff he keeps putting the mic directly into the monitor and having it feedback at him and then on top of that he keeps yelling over like turn me up in the monitor i can't hear myself when because he's they feeding keep turning back it down. so bad in that i was yeah. so mad i was like oh, this guy's just damn. being a fucking idiot like all the way around and then like He's a hipster at the end of the day. Like he he was a hipster. Oh, through now, and now through. I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, done. like through and through, he had the look, the attitude of a total hipster. You know, shaved sides of his heads, huge beard, like cropped up, like uh, slick back hair, fuck. like. Yeah, he just looked apart, the and then the bassist was pissing me off too, because like his technique was ninety-five percent sure he wasn't actually playing. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept I kept watching, really like critiquing it, because as a musician myself, I do that just intrinsically. Right, and listening to the audio of what the bass is coming out of the speakers and what he's doing with his hand were not lining up and i was just like fuck (laughs) this guy probably put a recording on so that he could just go to town and ham it out so that he looks cool and i was just like even if he could play the parts he was playing i was just so like black his his bass was slung like down to his knees and then like he has like his left hand up high by his head so the bass is almost vertical (laughs) and he's playing with a pick downward and in my head, I'm just like, all you're doing is scraping the strings. You're not actually, if you're playing straight down like that, you're not pl- like hitting the the notes. And right. so I was just like, so it's like, Bluff. it's a thing of like looking cool versus actually, being which is a real thing in the music smart. industry. Yeah. Like, there's definitely bands that go for one or the other when you're on stage, and there there's credit to both for the doing that. I mean, big bands do it, huge bands. Do oh it. yeah. But I'm always a proponent that like, if I'm on stage, I want to be playing what I'm playing. Like that's Seriously. my thing. Yeah. So. I get it, but I, I have almost no respect for it, especially when, like, on top of it, he was also very hipstery. You know, he's wearing the shirt that, like, fits him perfectly, but for some reason goes down to his thighs <laughs> and, like, the T-shirt, like, length. It's, it was, a nor- like, halfway down his bicep is where the sleeves went. Like, they were perfectly fine. Like, it wasn't an oversized shirt. But it was, like, for a some fucking reason, dress. Yeah, for some reason, it was, like, nightgown length. And then he's oh wearing, like, the tight pants and then, like, those pointed shoes. Like the super pointed like alligator what? shoes. I was like, I don't yeah, he's, he's fucking alligator. And we shoes? all talked about this too. There's yeah, one yeah. song where because it's a it's a screamer lead singer and then one of their guitarists does Clayton's. Yeah, and their Clayton's yeah. is actually really well, amazing. Good. He's super good. And there's one song Great specifically gu- guitar work too where yeah. um the focus is more on the cleans. Okay, okay. So and that was good. the best song. The best song flat out. Dance yeah. of the Dead. Is actually, yeah. I love that song by them. Their drummer and both guitarists, you could tell, were really into it and actually playing their music ac- accordingly. The other two are definitely more like showmanship. Do they have, and, I wasn't even paying attention. Do they have two guitarists plus the guitar clean? Or is it just two guitarists? No, but total? I think what they did is they had someone come out. I feel like there was like a friend or something. I couldn't remember. Or maybe a guitar tech even, but they had someone come out for that song so he could focus on singing. Right. And then he left again, and he just picked his guitar back up. Like, it felt like they brought one guy out to cover him so that he could focus on what he was doing, which makes sense. Like, I'm completely for that kind of mentality. That song is is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, for a band that three-fifths of which were great and two-fifths just made us pissed off, like... They still do a good job. Just the entire time, we're giving them shit. Though. Like that oh, yeah. whole show. It's both of us, just the musicianship and us, with me the, the yeah. audio person, and me. I was like, I'm so. so and, and then, then everyone else was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Born of Osiris, friggin' killed it. I, uh, they're they're phenomenal live. 
That's all I can oh, really yeah, say. Phenomenal. Weird. We uh, were actually we had to like move around because we lost our spot, and when we were standing. We were essentially like right over the sound booth. We were like fucking watching this. We guy. stopped watching the show and started watching the sound <laughs> Just guy because this, this one guy. So like they had the one guy that's obviously set up levels. He sat back down after he finished setting levels because he just, he just setting peaks and mins. That's mm-hmm. all he's really doing. And then the guy on the right was obviously doing the light show. Like you could see that he just sort of like set up the light show and let it run, which we've talked about. Like light shows are actually nowadays really easy because they assign a light or a set of lights to like say just treble and so every time the treble peaks up it's doing a certain kind of pattern and so the same thing across oh, the music that's also. awesome actually so like he's able to just kind of like punch it and let it run and the guy in the middle though is doing live mixing and Bro, man, so so if you don't oh. know who born of osiris is they've got drums guitar one guitar mm-hmm. bass synth and two screamers oh i was two and guitars a, it's just one yeah um, because when their rhythm guitar left, he went to Chelsea Grid. That's right. Okay. And they had never replaced him. That's right. Um, and they're still they running his tracks, though. They are still running his tracks in the background. Oh, yeah. And then they have a ton of backtracks. But a ton. It's a, but it's, it's not like... Synth, like there's sure, samples sure, on the synth sure. as yeah. he's playing live synth. So. But they That's sound crazy. Super good live. But, okay. yeah, the sound guy, like, he's <laughs> setting up. I watched him. So he's he just kept switching between these two buttons, which I assume was more of, like, a left right fade movement because that allowed them to get some of the really cool weird patterns going down because they have a lot of back and forth with the pan mm-hmm. yeah and then he's running like these weird mic setups where he's just like slinging his finger across the left side setting up like eight mics and then he's just modulating them real quick turning them all off sliding it from the right side grabbing another like eight mics messing with them all live like he's doing this for every single track it's like he like might as well have been on stage performing with them like it was insane i was so impressed nice nice but we were talking to like a band like that, that you you have to you have to like there's just so much going on to make it sound appropriate live you need some Ooh, yeah definitely at least to balance like the sounds of like the orchestrations with like yeah, screaming mm-hmm. of the absolutely it was so. great though i like them and then uh twa killed it Although they did a weird thing of wearing a lot of white with uh, <laughs> we black talked lights. About this. So Telly what? from the Word Alive, we he's basically like the prettiest front man in the he, world. He he's gone from being like true metalhead where he was wearing like black jeans and like cut off shirts and long black hair to now having like bleach blonde, slicked back, like short hair with like semi hipster hair. I'll oh, yeah, say that absolutely. And then like. He was wearing white jeans with white chucks and like oh, a yeah. flat white, white hoodie, hoodie kind of thing. thing with t-shirt hoodie. If thing. you didn't know he was, um, who he was, who he was, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd think he was like a, a pure pretty boy from California. Like he's he's got that look, like going a surfer on. look, a oh, little yeah. bit, a little bit of a little bit of the hipster kind of like, oh. not like hipster bad, but just like he's taking on aspects of hipster appearance oh, because okay, it's popular yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like pure pretty boy pure yeah. like well it's funny because he's oh, wearing like so all funny. this white and then they have this like black light black lights like right in front and then he has like fucking white as hell teeth so he's just like fucking glowing <laughs> so we funny. kept saying like they performed oh. amazingly we we're like they performed great but i was so distracted by his teeth the entire <laughs> set like i just kept looking up we actually got into the pit it's like they did a wall of clean. death right away like right off oh, the yeah. bat they didn't even wait oh yeah and then you died Oh my god! I got, <laughs> I got fucked died. up. I got oh. fucked up. No, so what happened was like get in there, and I with pits. I always pretty much hold Did you my get own. Some bruises? That's what I say. So what happened was um, with me, like I never have a problem in the pit staying up on my own. My problem is if someone else goes down around me, I'm done. Like I'm gonna go over them. It's just oh, going yeah. to happen. 
because I do bounce around a lot. And if there's not like a constant support around me with my high center of gravity, I'm on the ground. And so like I tripped over one person. It was one of those positive metal shows where you're not oh, getting there's, into fights, they're, they're so you're immediately lifted right back yeah. up. And, oh, that's you know, good. So like when I, whenever I know I like those. this is the pit that is that attitude, like because there's some pits that I've been to that are definitely more like nope, you're on the ground, fuck you, like no kicked. I've never been. And I've I don't like I don't go to those shows anymore. That's but, awesome. Um, since I knew that, like my initial reaction to going down is just like arms here, like going right back up. <laughs> I'm ready, like just going in, lift my arms, and so I got right back up. Move forward all of like five feet, got pushed straight backwards, right back onto the ground over the same person I just tripped over. So like I went on the ground in the same spot twice, landed right on like my upper uh tailbone, like right on my spine pretty yeah. much. And so like I've had a harsh bruise there that has just been killing me all week. Yeah. But had that happen, got launched right back up again, went to one side and immediately what I thought was a beer, but it turned out I think to be water. Pretty I'm pretty sure, sure it was water. water. But just right all over me and I was just like all right that signals that i got like my entire <laughs> mosh experience in like five seconds i'm good i'll just go back to the stairs nice <laughs> but really great show uh they performed top caliber again six is very impressive live and then i'm not gonna say they did bad because they didn't do bad at all but uh devil's product was the headliners and i mean me and you kind of have to tune it thing. out they're, they're good but we could just never get into them i i don't really like them honestly. uh yeah i it's like I'm I'm glad they're successful because I don't want to ever harp on somebody's right, success, right. but it's one of those things. It's like I'm not going to go to a show with them. Well, and like they them. were there, and I went for TWA. TWA is my right. favorite band ever. So. I went for awesome. for you essentially yeah. at the end of the day. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> they're so really good. Um, I've, I've never listened to them. But yeah, Devil Wears Prada. We realized like their entire band is hipster. Like every one of them dresses that way and act like they all they all have that exact like cookie yeah. cutter hipster appearance yep. to them. Um, I realized that they're the kings of Leon of metal, <laughs> of like of like metalcore essentially, because they have that look. They look By like kings appearance. of Leon, yeah. Meets whatever you want to call that, because I, I mean I can't even think of what, what that post hardcore I guess you, is what it's that should be yeah. like a phrase, right? <laughs> but like kings they of they Leon. just maintain a, con- a consistent level in their volumes and distortions. They never yeah. have any like real variations or anything like that. Sure. So. They were good though. They were good though. I've um, seen them live twice now, actually. I think I've seen them twice. Once by just going to a festival, and you know they're on it. So, yeah. but yeah, so that was a pretty good show. Um, what else have you been doing beyond that show? Um, I did a little bit of Inquisition this week. Just touched on it. Yeah. Um, this weekend, I really actually, for the first time in a while, actually sat down and played WoW, oh, other yeah. than just raiding. Yeah. Um, I did two things. One, I started leveling a balanced druid. Which is also known as a boomkin. Okay. Essentially, so like what druids are, it's pretty self explanatory. They shape shift into other animals and everything. What um, a balanced druid is, is it's basically they're focused with like the. Um, they're intertwined with the cycle between um, solar and lunar eclipses. So huh. essentially, how the entire. It's one of the craziest classes. Essentially, you have the separate bar. It's called your, your eclipse bar. And as time goes by, it goes back and forth between lunar and solar alignment. And depending on that, you have to s- use different spells. Okay. It's super cool. That's pretty cool. So I've been getting into that a lot, leveling that, having a blast with that. And then we started working on um, challenge modes, which are something they actually introduced in MOP, which essentially it's um, you take dungeons, crank up the difficulty insanely, and then make a time trial. Oh, okay. Um, the gear cool. scales down so you can never outgear it. 
and that's really about it so we started doing those because once you get um a gold medal in each you get a lot of really cool stuff so we started working on those we busted out two of them yesterday it was super fun nice super hard i'm sure just that insanity and then um I've been texting you on and off oh all week God. about this. Still binge watching Digimon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I yeah. love that we're like tossing those. Like, I realize how much I remember incorrectly, or close enough that it's it's sort of right. But like what we were talking about, like it's, I was wrong. Like, yeah. Like with, uh, I was like, yeah, I could have sworn they made an appearance, and you're like, yeah, in a small flashback. Like, I believe it. Like it's been <laughs> it's been like almost ten years since I watched any Digimon, so I'm sure I have like a lot of facts wrong, but. But like half of my my um tweets are, or my <laughs> texts are just <laughs> Angemon equals pimp, yeah. Gatomon equals thug life. <laughs> yeah, it was stuff like that. And I'm like, so essentially, what you're saying is the angels of Digimon are completely black sub pop culture. Got yeah. it. I hate to admit it, but those would actually be good tweets. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Gatomon right. equals thug life. I'm gonna retweet that shit. Hashtag. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so we were making those kind of jokes and talking about uh. Yeah, just, like, a bunch of what that show consists of and how, like, how much it really was cool and, like, the nuancey stuff that happened in that series. You can tell. I'm pretty sure they changed developers halfway through the first season. I think they did, too. But I can tell exactly what episode, like, everything started changing, and it was so much better. Yeah, it happened partway through the continent, I felt like, too. It's happened back when they're on Earth. Is it when? Okay. Mm -hmm. I knew it was sometime close to that. It did. It did happen though. Like it, it definitely was somewhere right in there that it, it was a, a dramatic shift in style. For so um, much better. So yeah, the the entire second half of season one was just impeccable from then on because it was nonstop. Like you just felt progression through the show, whereas like before that it was very much like one episode of movement and then like three episodes of garbage and then one episode of movement again and mm-hmm. then yeah, it was bad. But yeah, and and then we were talking like friggin uh season two stuff we were season talking two about so good because they started off from that like strong foot forward kind of thing and kept it moving um i actually would be excited to go back to season three and four and see what those are like again because those were when things got weird and interesting with tamers and uh i forget what ford's called frontier frontier yeah frontier is really, really cool. weird frontier was people became digimon or armored essentially armored digivolved where they're like where the the attributes of their Digimon. Oh, I think I remember something like it. That. Was, it was mainly aired on Disney XD, which is probably it why on, I didn't watch it. It was on another one too. Probably it ABC. Toon Digi, Toon Disney, maybe even. Well, that's what Toon Disney became XD that's later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one was really cool, but really weird. Hmm. Like okay. the concept. I mean, be, it sounds like it. The yeah, concept was there. a little bit more interesting for me because it's like, okay, you go from raising this little thing to fight for you to no you're doing the fighting you're just wearing the attributes of what they are which is way cooler like oh i get to do the fighting so okay like you're personal a, a little bit Kinda. which i thought was a way a little bit more interesting than knockoff pokemon fighting sure <laughs> i was there were points where i was just like then i texted you i was like you know what TK and Padamon are fucking useless in the first season. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> well, you were like... Oh, is Padamon that one weirdo thing with Boom the Boom bubble! Bah! Oh, I fucking hate that thing, <laughs> no, man. No, he's Padamon's so annoying. Padamon's a shit. Well, like, like you were so saying, like, he's so the greatest. so much better in the second worst. season, too. Yeah, yeah. But okay, it's funny, maybe like, that's it. It's like, well, and uh, like I was telling you, like, 
he could have like one genius line of dialogue and then there's just a slew of utter retardation. Well, from I just that love on, the fact like, so it takes so Patamon I mean, reminded me of Karibo. Maybe that's why I hate maybe, him. So maybe much. so Patamon like digivolves into armor or uh, Angemon. Angemon, yeah. And defeats the first main villain of the entire series. Yeah, I remember. I it remember takes him fucking like 30 episodes later to finally digivolve again. Back into Potamon, right? He <laughs> spent... No, just back into Angemon. Oh, yeah. But it's like still like 10 episodes and before he goes back the to fact, Potamon. And then it shows how much of a, this a badass Angemon is, is the fact that Angemon is a champion level and he fights alongside everyone else's ultimate until yep. the very end of the season. Yep. And he finally evolves and just fucks up everything. Yeah, and then like we were saying, like we we totally forgot that he actually does reach Mega during the Piedmon arc. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh yeah, he did do that. Goldwing pimp. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Told you, and your mom's a pimp. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. I need to go back and watch some of that stuff again. I started rewatching Bleach a little bit because I saw that. Yeah, because yeah. well, cause, like I started watching the the one of the movies that's on Netflix, and I was like. We watched like the first five minutes, and Kitty's like, "I don't have no idea." What to-. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't even want to try and bother explaining. The only way I can make this work." And I just turned it off, switched over to Hulu, started watching the series. <laughs> I'm like, "This is the only way I can show you like why this is a cool series." I've never really dived into it. I need to. Yeah, well, and it's one of those series that like now that it's done, I can also advise you which episodes to skip because that was one that once they got done with like a, a continuity story arc, they would start up a bullshit filler arc and it'd stretch on for like 30 or 40 episodes of just filler crap and then move on then then they would finally go on to an actual like main story arc again so there's a lot of filler in bleach and technically it ends one story arc from the actual end of the series they All ended right. the, they ended the the anime um on the bound no full bring the full bring story arc which is when it introduces humans that have spiritual powers and it ends it there and then a month after they announced they were ending the anime, uh, Kubo Tite, the writer, was like, yeah, I'm working on the last story arc right now. And I, he had just finished doing that full bring story arc. So he's like, yeah, so we have one more arc. And people were like, so wait, you finished your story arc. You decided to start your last story arc. The series finished that last story arc and decided to call it quits, even though you have one left, one more left. So fans are up for in an opera like you can just fucking finish it guy just like or <laughs> network or whatever you know finish the series so that one's re- resulting really well that final story arc is finally wrapping up a bunch of loose ends like so many fun it's it's been getting good um something else i realized with all the normal combat x news coming out this past week is that uh i, I f- had forgotten that scorpion and sub-zero's storylines were retconned to essentially copy naruto's yeah really yeah uh the two the two it's probably like an old asian uh tale more than likely reworked for both stories because that's what happens on most often yeah but um the idea is that there's two clans and they have you know two children those children become friends as they they grow up they grow apart because they're actually warring clans and one crosses the other by killing like part of his clan the other one retaliates and it becomes one of those storylines that's essentially one of the big storylines for both for recurring histories in naruto because like history keeps repeating itself in that that world and then i realize that's the story they used for sub-zero and scorpion a few a few modifications right right yeah Yeah, there's always small variances but at the end of the day it's trickery for the killing well that's what it was in in naruto too oh tricksters yeah so like i assume it's probably like a really old tale i'm assuming at this classic point. Yeah. right yeah but yeah so i've been kind of doing stuff like that um for me though like 
so we went to the concert on Tuesday. Uh, I started looking into stuff for this, for the podcast, as far as more of what we want to do on the business side. So I haven't done a whole lot of gaming otherwise. I finally, yesterday, pushed out the last little bit of Dragon Age for my main storyline, wrapped up the story, which is really good. Um, but it moves. Like, the moment you get to, let's see, you do what you're doing, which is the Grey Warden mission. You do the Save the Empress mission. And then there's two more, no, one more uh, major uh, storyline mission, and then it's pretty much like two, then then after that, it, you're on the last one. Like, that's it. It, it goes wow. from doing presenting uh, two, two, to one, to one, and then you're done. Like, that's all it is. It's really, uh, the max level on that is 19. Like, the highest level for the uh, storyline is 19. Oh. I was so, like, you were like 22 the last time I was I over hit here. 24 and a half, finally, Jeez. once I killed all the dragons, which like I was telling you, like I, I finished the, the 10 high dragons, finished the mission, have the, the completed quest, but it won't pop for this, the trophy, which is dumb. I was looking, I don't have too many more trophies. Some, a lot of them are linked to single playthroughs, um, specifically like harvest 50 herbs from your castle's garden. So I was like, okay, that one just requires me to sign in like every day on that one playthrough and just do that like 20 more times i think and knock that out or something like that um but yeah it's been pretty good like knocked a lot of that stuff out um a lot of really good twists and turns like i was telling you guys uh, i feel like female elf is probably canon from their mage for most compelling storyline because it actually creates most of the weird bits and storyline like i was playing as the two hand and like some of the comments like solace being like it's a lot of power even for someone who's not a mage like it twists the the, the sentence all dumb and i was like it's less effective when you're not a mage like not at all actually yeah the I've whole had that happen with the whole game so, essentially yeah. you'd be so much better if you were actually yeah a mage. essentially like that's what it kind of <laughs> so becomes. the game is even telling you what <laughs> like, you need to play as well that's the funny part it's like that that happened with dragon age origins a little bit because like all the other races had very like meh storylines but the human, uh, what was it? The human from royalty or whatever, from nobility in the mage storyline had the most compelling story. And you're like, so they half-assed everything else. Well, I I had made that, um, that comment even about um, Infamous, Second Son. Yeah. It was yeah. where, like, they've kind of established by now that the, um, the hero, the straight hero, everything yep. is canon. Yeah, and then especially in Infamous, it's just like, oh, if I'm evil, I'm just going to make everyone hate me and do really stupid shit. And it doesn't really work out in cutscenes to be very nice or good or fun. Like yeah. it's just boring. That was one of the weakest points of Infamous, in my opinion, was the oh, whole absolutely. system between light and dark. Yeah, I heard that was a big complaint from a lot of people. Like about it. Fun to play with in terms of like a city open city playground sure, kind of yeah. format, but it, it was, was great. Other than that, I felt you like. you it felt. You felt way overpowered on on evil, like or, well, I felt either or. Really. Well, I always felt way overpowered too quickly on evil. I think a lot of that too is just the effect that, especially with with infamous second sound, this the smoke power becomes so much more powerful when you're evil. Yeah, and it's much more of an explosive feel. Yeah, and you don't really care about your surroundings in a sense where it's just like, oh, there's some civilians there. Well, but that's going to smash down. Everyone's dead. And then for that, you get all those karma points. So you're just rapid leveling your points up you're getting more uh skill points quicker like it, it it's the faster level progression in evil playthroughs yep. it was weird 
Like, it wasn't well done. Well, and even, like, when uh, you go back as far as with Bioware, going back um, a few years, like, when they announced, like, officially that Revan was a male canonized storyline and that Exile was a female canonized storyline, like, people were so polarized on that debate. Like, Bioware was like, no, this is what we're just using for our, our written works. Yeah, and they had to make a choice because right. there's a lot of books that referenced right. Revan heavily. Same thing happened in, in Dragon Age. Same thing happened with Mass Effect to an extent. Um they had to establish what they were going to use for their canon storyline and it's no different than if you were to create your own like at the end of the day that's what they were trying to push for what did they create mass effect was male they didn't i think it was male soldier i'm pretty sure like it was the most generic feeling one boring i mean because that's it's just because the man um whatever uh what is it what's her name chris Chris, yeah, Chris, yeah, Christina right. Hale yeah. or something so, like that. Uh, something Hale. Christina Hale. Christina Hale. Okay, like Christina Hale. She is amazing in that game. Like, I really get well, yeah. bored. Well, yeah, with it, the I, male shepherd. What's <laughs> funny though is like I can't play the female. Like after a while, I wind up finding myself like I can't relate at all in any capacity to her. Really? As odd as that is, like it's one of those things where like you self-identify with even just an image of a character. Yeah, and you can't do that. Like for me, I can't do that. Like my problem with uh, Destiny. Like even though you're in the first person view, like my my Titan falls to the wayside, and I realize a large part of that is that I don't self-identify with her. Like she's a female. Like at the end of the day, like that is a big thing, which is also like to translate. Like we do need the options, obviously. Like clearly, we need these options because if I'm feeling this way about that, how does like the thousands of women feel towards every male protagonist? So while I completely and understandably agree like i can't bring myself to continue my playthroughs of my female shepherd because i just i'm so bored by the time i get into it i as weird as this is to say i found the female more relatable to me like just character attitude wise yeah but like story and everything for even though his uh voice was really boring and how he brought like the lines were still there like what he was trying to say he was like shit or anything oh i mean great I just by comparison he was shit. I will say that like it is very fair to say that her work was way better. I think like she just, was more fun. Yeah, exactly. Like I think she did do a better job, yeah. but I just couldn't feel like I couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't relate very well to it. Like we were talking even about our main characters on Dragon Age. Like I can't do the the high pitched British guy or higher pitched <laughs> British guy. Like I'm a deep voiced guy. I can't relate to that. It's harder. It's just like you auditory cues that happen in your brain. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah, I I'm having that um, with my character too. Yeah. Well, like I just started that female elf, and I'm probably gonna wind up pushing myself through that really hard. Like I just want to see what happens with the soulless romance because that's the sole reason why I chose it is because Man, of that. I thought I was gonna have the prettiest fucking elf in the game, and from the character <laughs> creation page versus yep. what's there now. I was wrong. <laughs> yep. My, yep. my friend, I looked like I'm some kind of like anorexic crack addict. Okay, so you know what's funny like, is like yeah, my like, male mage. I'm so fugly. My male mage, I was like, oh yeah, so like I've got like big cheekbones. I'll just do that. I'll modify the cheeks a little bit, and then he like go into the main game, and it looks fat as fuck. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, so that creation page fools your eyes a lot. It totally fools you. I don't like the lighting in that thing yeah, like, at all. The sheen is so fucking. The weird fact that it's like this too. is the one piece yeah. of light coming from the the left side of the screen. They should have done. And I'm surprised they haven't ever done this to basically put your character in a little cutscene in like the character creation yeah. just like put it in a tiny little cutscene so you can actually see it in, in real light or some kind of animation yeah something well and like bio animated. well so many games have done the uh you know face mapping like 
it should detect an, an offer like, oh, you have this. We're going to map your face real quick and then use that, and you can modify it from there. I mean, if Nintendo... But we'll try to get it pretty close. If Nintendo can do it with Miis, yeah. I think that they can do it with actual faces. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of like, okay, just friggin' get this on, because like, I have a place in camera. I would much rather just stood there for a sec, turn right, turn That'd left, be, turn up, turn down. That would definitely be a cool option to have in the That'd future. be super cool. That'd be really cool. It'd be I mean, so much easier, because I fight as... with it in every Bioware game. I'm like, oh, I right. think it's pretty... No, and then the game i'm like I'm oh like, this yeah. is not me that's but me too I by mean, the end of like this 80 hours i'm like i have to identify with it now i've played 80 hours of this fucking character by this right. point I, as long as it doesn't turn out like to the colossal disaster of oh, nba God. 2k right like, oh, you get God. these people with like uh, right know, like the facial sideways. morphing and shit yeah Ugh. it's like some kind of picasso painting yeah i mean i'd be more invested in the game if you could do that <laughs> if you could fuck with it a lot <laughs> Oh, 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 there you there go. You go. Yep. No, um, yeah, that's kind of my thing with Bioware games since the beginning, though, because, like, KOTOR, I can remember going back and being like, yeah, I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's that's the male, I guess, because, I mean, back then it was literally, like, head one, two, three, four through 12 and being like, okay, the first two are white, the second two are black, like, essentially just going through a color palette of people, I'm like, all right, I'll, get, I'll choose the guy with hair versus the guy without hair. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was. Like, literally, for my Sith run when I first read the yeah. game, my guy looked like the poster. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was just I one don't of know. Easy presets. Well, and then, like, with this one, like, I designed my elf to wind up looking like a character from Fairy Tale, the uh, anime. Like, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to make, make you know, a woman who's wielding sword, great swords and shit, She's got to be Urza, the yeah. character from that, because she wields, like, the most destructible weapons, and she has a magic power that lets her change armor with magic, just constantly God, change armor. So she draw, she gets, like, back. drawn in these crazy destructive scenes where she's just annihilating thousands of enemies in one quick sweep. And, like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to emulate that on my great sword wielder. There you go. <laughs> but what we need to do is we just need to find a way to animate the actual anime eyes, like, the oh, size God. and everything. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is that they time. give you the option in that crater oh, to like it. increase size to like i was looking at, i was like but it doesn't really work that right it's go just down like, like <laughs> i know <laughs> it look like they're popping out of your head it looks obnoxious maybe when i do my second playthrough i'll just make my character just look as terrifying no, as possible because think about it you'll you'll be playing like 60 hours and hate it the entire everything <laughs> nah, after 10 fine. you'll, no, you'll be, hate everything after 10 no i'll be fine <laughs> you'll hate everything no, I won't. after 10 no i won't <laughs> second i get out of hinterlands will be a great game oh yeah well well, like I was just telling you, like there's a lot of hints that happen in the conversations that take place before you even get to Haven that I was like, I really wish I was paying attention the first time. <laughs> well, then I made the comment. I was like, is it mu as much as you weren't paying attention or right. now you actually have a grasp on what's going and on? And then, like I said, it's both. It's flat out both. Like the fact that now I understand the story better after playing it once and the fact that now I want to pay attention more. So the combination of the two parts are what make that so gratifying. Cause there's even a line that like Sola says that I was just like, Oh, that plays a huge role in what he is and who he is. Spoilers. I didn't say anything. Spoilers. Solus is important. That's all I can say. Spoilers. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it ties near the end of the game a lot to origins heavily and That's then cool. to a one scene that happened too so like it it has a couple of spots where i'm just like great like fuck yeah well the f and we even made the <laughs> thing so this is minor spoilers to the yeah, story minor of, spoilers uh dragon age exposition but you actually meet up with hawk at one point yeah that was right that after you back skyhold pretty much uh yeah and one well, what's great is like the this character will be the first one that actually uses my true 
what I did in Origins and two. So like I'm excited to see what plays out of that now too. So we'll see what happens. Um, like we were talking about though, I th- I think that the game heavily skews towards a more feminine characterization um, in terms of the Inquisitor because of the, the like romance options. There's a plethora of good ones, male ones. It's like eh, unless you're going to be gay, there's really nothing. There's there's dirt basically. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Cassandra, when you actually get into conversations with her and break down whatever that wall of assholedom she has, um, she's a great character Seriously. underneath it. Uh, in my mind, um, what's her name? Josephine? Josephine is just annoying. Yeah. I don't, like, at all. Like, she's just annoying. Same with Sarah. Made, but I've made the mention, too, is, like, I feel like if you could have the option, like, I know it really wouldn't technically work with her background to romance yeah. Liliana. That'd be awesome. Well, and that's the thing. You remind Liliana in Origins, like, because she's actually a party mate, and you walk with her and everything like that. But, yeah, I agree, because what's stupid is, like, the female can woo Colin. Yeah. Can woo uh, pretty much everybody that's not Dorian. Um, Dorian, Cassandra. Cassandra, and... Josephine, I think you can. I think you can, too. I'm pretty sure that's it, is that those are the only two people in the entire game as a female you cannot have a relationship with so dumb well and vivian i guess but vivian's locked down because of a story piece of hers oh really yeah i just thought she was, she was stuck a bitch that's what i thought too for the longest <laughs> time by the way her like nice. everyone has a every side character has a personal quest uh-huh. hers is a cutscene, a single oh, yeah, cutscene. yeah so so you watch something and then you, you talk to her in Skyhold and then it does the whole like cut to black show you the little card things like little notes and then it goes to black again pulls up and you're in Valroyo for a quick sec and then like a minute later it cuts to black and you're back in Skyhold again like you're like oh uh, okay <laughs> cool <laughs> wow the other reason being every other character has um their tarot cards change as time goes on whether you befriend them or piss them off harden them or, or uh, soften them but Solus, Solus is the only one that the only way to change his is via a romance, which is another big thing where I was like, that probably is a big telling sign that the only, like you should be romancing him because that's how you get him to change his. Yeah. I will say this due to what the circumstances of the game, after you beat the story, Solus will no longer be an option in your party. Wow. It's not a major spoiler or anything. No, I'm joking. Sort of is, but at the same time, like I'm just giving you a heads up. So if you're putting a lot of time into Solus, not. okay, good. I've used him. He's just my support mage, but you I can easily make any of the other ones it too. Right, right, and that, I think that's a big part of it. Like, cause I switched over and started using Dorian because Dorian's badass. Yes, but yeah, I'm um, actually that's part of the reason why I'm excited to play something other than the mage. Yeah, so I'll get to include those characters. Yeah, because that's, that's what I've, I've said the thing too is like I feel like mage is probably the weakest one to have two of overall. Yeah, well, not like something I was about to actually say is something I'm figuring out while I'm doing two hand is. Uh, I'm getting a lot more combos, like those combos we were talking about were so difficult to get um, out of it because Solus could be throwing ice, mm-hmm. freeze an enemy, and then if I just do anything and get a critical out of it on an enemy, um, it generates shatter, and shatter is a big boost in that focus meter, and I was like, okay, well, mage feels like such a support that I would have to be in commander mode all the time to get combos to work, whereas with this i can just wait for the right thing to happen and then just hit mighty blow or something and right. it's good to go but but yeah so beyond that though i haven't really done any other gaming um i was looking at maybe doing or buying mario party 10 
because that's out now. Oh yeah, I forgot to say that. I bought Mario Party Ten. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. That? Um, it's okay. So is it enjoyable for fifty dollars? Yes. I'm. You're not convincing me. You are totally not convincing yeah. me. <laughs> the thing is, it's not. I, I like the Mario games from the past. You get right. straight up board. You get that was characters. my problem when they switched to this new concept. And it's still that fucking little car. And I I have yet to try the other two modes. Which one? The amiibo one's supposed to be more like the traditional one. And I don't then, like that I have to buy separate amiibos that don't have data in Smash Bros. Right. That's true. Right. And that that you would have to do. And then there's the Bowser mode, which actually that one really interests me, and I haven't tried that yet. So I don't. I don't. That know is one yet. mode I, I want to try really yeah. bad. Stay tuned. I'm decided. Five Stay v- tuned. Uh, yes. Was it four v one? Yeah, I have a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that, and yeah, I I have so many reviews to write. Right, <laughs> did a lot. Yeah, but so I was thinking about getting Mario Party Ten. Um, beyond that, I haven't really done anything this oh, week. Oh, something I didn't forget to mention. I did. Um, I've talked so much in the past about, and I know I've mentioned this too, that I've really wanted to hit Legend Rank in Hearthstone. Oh yeah, and like last night, I literally went on this incredible streak. It was like. 16 and 2 like I was Jesus. just smashing people and I like realized I was like you know what? if I probably played this like every single day next week and just went hard like this I could probably hit legend but I figured like you know what this like next couple weeks I'm just gonna refine my decks and everything and in the next season go hard because I really want to hit legend right because then when and if I ever want to get a job working on hearthstone that is actually a job requirement to there hit legend on Hearthstone, <laughs> right? But yeah, um, I need to go back and do Majors at some point. I I'm do. I'm right before Stone Temple. Doing? Uh, not playing it. Apparently, <laughs> that's the only thing really. Like, we've been so busy with other stuff. At he's this point. Uh, he's in the hinterlands again. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm in the hinterlands Why? again. You ruined it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Beyond that, I really haven't done much else. I've been just doing a lot of stuff. Like uh, my work offered me the lynda.com thing, so I've been using that now and doing some research in that regard, which is great for us. Um, yeah, nothing else really though. Slow week overall, kind of. Yeah, like I've been trying to catch up on shows. Largely, Flash is back on the air, and awesome. Yeah, I I feel bad for anyone that's not caught up on that one because they just did this last episode was so good. <laughs> Well, and luckily I have it all recorded. So, like, if you guys ever want to have an evening or something, of aren't they special, all on Hulu? No, probably not. Uh, probably that stupid thing of like episode one, nothing, 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 seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, so on. Probably. Um, but I have all of them. So, like, if you want to watch the ones that you don't have on there, essentially, um, I'll let me right know. Because the Flash has been doing so good, and they just did an episode where, since it's all over the internet, I'm just gonna say it. Um. This is a little bit spoilery, but they revealed who Reverse Flash is. I guess I'll say it that way. That's the easiest way to avoid having any real spoilers. So they revealed who he is in the sense that he revealed it to another main character. And it was a very groundbreaking episode. It also had Flash uh, experiencing his first bout of uh, time travel with his speed powers. Um, I won't go into any more depth about it, but yeah, those are two very big things as as the big theme of the entire season one is time travel. So... The story's building. Uh, I think next week is called Rogue Time, and we're going to see a bunch of his rogues gallery team up to try and take him on. And then I think in the week after that, we're having Mark Hamill come back and reprise his trickster role. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's actually pretty cool. 
Um, Mark Hamill's gotten a lot of like random roles. He's actually in Kingsman. Um, I believe it. Yeah. The first episode on Hulu is ten. There you go. So episodes one through nine are not on there. Mm. Yeah, but uh, so I've been watching that, and then uh, I've been doing a really bad job of keeping up on Powers. I only watched one episode this week. Out of I still haven't watched it. They're freaking up to like episode four, I think. Now I watched like ten minutes. It's interesting. Yeah, I just I it's, I think it was at a bad time for me, so I didn't. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna really need to commit myself to like four or five separate nights leading up to next week's episode, just watching it because it's it's hard to sit down for that episode that those episodes because it's actually like a true full hour rather than like the usual like uh, edited for commercial breaks, forty five minutes. Yeah, and that extra fifteen actually does kind of matter in a long episode, which makes me worried about uh, Daredevil because Daredevil is next month. And that's going to be actual yeah, pure 59 minutes or whatever yeah. show. So. That's the lovely thing about Digimon. I think they're like 21 minutes after no, commercials. I, uh, well, like and, something and ridiculous. With recap, it's 15 usually with those kind of anime shows. Sometimes I love see. that. Yeah, it's 21 minutes. to 20 minutes. But then like there's like a minute. I think like if you cut out the recap and the, and intro. the intro, it's probably about like 18. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and then you take out uh, Digivolving, and oh, <laughs> it's God. like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, what would happen if you took out? Of... I loved when they eventually got to the point of doing those speed versions, where it was like the Mega starts, and all that happens is like the beam starts on the one Digivice, and then it just shows them finishing, and you're like, oh, thank God, that was like five seconds. <laughs> well, there's like, say, the, like there's one where like all like I think it was, it's what all six of them yeah. at that point go ultimate at the exact same time and yeah. they actually structured it in a way that actually made sense and wasn't it that it was like a split screen no of, like no. what they do is like they like you know the little animation where like the device yeah, yeah. changes colors to the crest and it shoots the beam through the yeah. crest they do like all of those immediately all six of them and then like just go through like every single like shortened evolution it takes probably like a minute thirty total, total to do six evolutions that's pretty good I remember later in the series it was one of those things where they just showed all six on screen at once and did that fast version where just you saw the beam go up you saw them basically just like pull away pull back and then they're full like yeah. you're, you're like okay cool <laughs> what, well, what, would, what would happen if you took out the uh charging key for dragon ball z and uh <laughs> like a 20 minute series yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking spirit bombs every time there was a spirit bomb in that show it was like Seven Five episodes later. <laughs> Building power. Yeah, it was Getting ridiculous. energy. But yeah, I, Just think, like that. I yeah. think that was about it. Uh, one of these nights, we've got to do the uh, recap of Marvel series. Just the, all the movies. Oh, my God. So, actually, I went out to Tradesmart, and I bought a couple more movies to nice. update my collection. Nice. I'm missing still a few, and I completely forgot about Ed Norton again. Right. Ed Norton Hulk. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm getting closer now. I'm really excited. I have that one. I've never seen that one. Okay. I whole. haven't actually. I My, the big I ones really I've never seen the Ed Norton one. I, things I need to make sure I watch before Avengers 2. Yep. That's there. I feel like I won't. It's not crucial. But um, Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World, so much fun. I haven't yeah. seen it. Okay. Oh, so, so, much fun. <laughs> so we only have a couple more minutes. I'm just going to wrap up this little idea here. So the Edward Norton one's important because there's that line in the Avengers where he's like, last time I was in New York, I broke Harlem. That's a direct reference to the Ed Norton one. Um, the bullet in my mouth that's also directly from the Ed Norton one mm-hmm. um, the uh, which what's ironic is like I was posting about a couple of weeks ago that's actually a deleted scene that was featured on the Captain America Blu-ray <laughs> the first Avenger Blu-ray right. is when that had that um, so I feel like it's 
mildly important also because it introduces General Ross in that movie, and General Ross might be rehired back on to come back as Red Hulk later if they go into any of that stuff, which would be phenomenal. Well, I mean, uh, if if Hulk gets a good starring role in Avengers 2, which I bet he will, yeah, that popularity is probably going to I think, force honestly, we might see a Netflix Hulk series. I think That'd that be good. would be It okay. would make way more sense, in my opinion, because Hulk is such a hard character to do in one two-and-a-half-hour film. Well, yeah, and depending on Ruffalo's schedule, like he's he's been down to do TV series. Yeah. He's been uh, in a few. Well, and like that, the, my only problem with the Ed Norton one was they retconned a little too hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, there was a lot of scenes where they reshot what had happened with the uh, um, Eric Bana stuff to a point that it resembled the TV series in the 70s. They even did side-by-sides when in the special features that are like, this is the 70s, and this is the one we just did, and it looks almost identical. And you're like, so this is a sequel to the TV series and the bad film at the same time to get to this point. <laughs> and it makes no sense whatsoever. But it was a good standalone. Um, friggin' uh, what's his, what's that actor's name? Um, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim Roth makes an amazing abomination. Oh yeah, that's so, right. He was abomination, huh? So that's valid. And then beyond that, like Thor: The Dark World's amazing. Like you just have to see that one because well, it also has uh, two major things. It was the first to introduce the Collector for Guardians. Mm-hmm. It also introduced the Power. No, not the Power Stone. The what's the red one? The, I don't remember what the red one is for this canon. Oh, God. Oh, I can't remember that They changed one all the colors for the movie cinematic universe, and so I can't remember what they correspond to because in the comics, red was power. In the movies, purple's power. Marvel collector. Yeah, and the purple one was in the Guardians. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Cody, for looking this up. I'm nope, pretty that's sure it's... Red, that's red. I'm that's pretty red sure... Hulk was the first thing. I'm pretty sure it's uh, dimensional. Maybe I want to say because that that would fit the theme of Dark World because they're that that stone rips through space and time constantly. Yeah, and it was that the one that was involved with that one too was um, based on like creating like a universal Aether. black hole. I think yeah, it was. the the goal of the Dark Elves were to make literally blackness. Yeah, the the Dark World. They, <laughs> yeah, the they, Dark World. Yeah, for lack of a better term, they thrive off of the lack of light energy. Mm-hmm. And damn, I have to admit, like, while the villain wasn't, like, one of the best, and yeah, it's not a big deal. The, the characters, yeah. other than that, are great. Um, holy shit, the battles in that movie were fucking awesome. Like, it reminded me a little bit of Star Wars. And before that point, we were going into the movie before Guardians. Right. So I was getting really excited for Guardians after I well, saw that it, movie. Well, it, it teased like, the... Adam Warlock cocoon at the very end yeah. that we then saw again in Guardians, which is going to be a prominent piece set piece in Guardians Two. Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, Adam Warlock holds the Soul Gym. That's what brought sure. him to life, and so like I don't, with as much as people want to like attach that to the Vision coming up, I really do personally believe that that's going to be more aimed at um Adam Warlock later. Uh. I don't know. It's not I really. Up. I yeah. Give yeah. <laughs> give up. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Red thing got me nothing. So I was just right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All got me was Red Hulk. I was just like, this is uh, what I want to know. Marvel Red Thing. Well, I said Marvel Collector Red Thing. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I guess with that, we'll go on and take a break, though. 
Um, we'll be back with news up next. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. Well, there was something stuck in my throat. Uh, <laughs> Talking is hard. Oh, my God. Anyways, welcome back, guys. Uh, we're about to get into the news. So, the nerdly news as it's been going on. Noises! Anthony, why are the noises? Hi. No! <laughs> <laughs> you missed noises! Oh, it's okay. noises. It's okay. Oh, my it's okay. gosh. It's so too late. late. Anyways. Let's do it. You're um, it what the? Oh. So, on our... Oh, geez. Oh, oh God. Geez. He's dropping. Uh, technical difficulties with me. Continue. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we'll keep going as he's fixing that. Um, yeah, so this week we just have a lot of light news, I feel like. It's like a shit ton of almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, basically it was what I felt like. It's a lot of just short little announcements, more or less. But uh, we'll go ahead and get started in gaming. Do you want to... Well, actually, we'll let Anthony start this one off once he's all set up, because this okay. is definitely this is, this him. Is him. This is him. This, this is, is all him. <laughs> actually, it probably I'll give really the title is. of it. Yeah, go we, it. We got Battlefront stuff coming on next month um so this started out kind of as a rumor um during star wars celebration which happens april 16th through the 19th in uh anaheim california um they will be showing the debut gameplay yeah i mean it it makes total sense when you when you really think about it um e3 is too far out e3 is far out um it's it's a Star Wars celebration where they will not be debuting a yeah. new trailer for The Force Awakens. Right. Uh, because honestly, I don't see it happening until May because it's too convenient that May 4th is right, right before Avengers. So, right. And it's Avengers 2. Like, that's the best place to debut. The fact that, trailer. like, we're talking about going and getting early tickets four avengers to secure seats and everything like that yeah actually i was going to mention that later. which yeah which we're going to do later today probably but um that the high amount of attendance they're going to have of course the first like true theatrical trailer released during that movie so yeah and it's just exciting <clears throat> because like the fans are just getting rewarded with something and battlefront is a star wars fans game like oh my god i know holy right holy shit battlefront's probably my Actually, Battlefront 2 might be my favorite Star Wars game. I really? might. I, I literally think it might be my favorite. And that's hard to say because I, KOTOR I is so good. Yeah, I was going to say KOTOR yeah. is definitely my number KOTOR's one. KOTOR is close. Um, they might they might share the pedestal from time to time depending on my... Depending on mood. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I agree. But um, it's really exciting. And um, yeah, I think I think actually you covered the main news part of it. Yeah, right? I covered uh, the main news. I just wanted you to kind of... Uh, yeah cover your feelings considering you're the most uh, outspoken oh yeah of and i'm really excited because i think this is an opportunity and i think the smart way to do it would be to show um the gameplay from like the main um campaign to get a feel of what the story is going to be of the game because i think they're actually going to try and do like a real do you story think for it. uh it's plausible that they might even have one battlefield like one literal fight available for demoing at that event oh god if they do are you I think it's take plausible. A trip to Anaheim real quick. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able no, to. I, guess, but, I don't have enough hours. Right. So I wish I did for my work. But um, I could see them doing shit, a awesome. private. Demo. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a closed door beta. I think That's the kind trailer of will and be then, open. Oh yeah, obviously. And then I was kind of uh, figuring that the one that they'll probably wind up doing is with 
the hardline betas and all that going around like uh e3 they might do like destiny did where they're like hey here's a code if you see this code you can download the beta or well whatever. i guess in this case alpha maybe yeah maybe. something like, like i, I could see an alpha I, I still think they could do it and oh yeah i guess so yeah i mean we haven't seen any game i mean if sure. you think about it, alpha is the final step before bug and bug reports are beta so i could see the next six months being beta testing from here <laughs> right right sorry I, um, it keeps sliding towards no, yeah. me but yeah anyways moving on um we got our first trailer for lego jurassic world and i'm so excited it looks so good it looks really good i, I like that it's going back to the other movies mm-hmm. Re- like that's really great lego games are just fun they're just quirky it's like what you and i were talking about that one time like uh generally it's the game i turn on when i want to deconstruct from a really complex game like it's the one i'm like okay i just want to enjoy something and mess around for a couple hours <laughs> i love lego games they're so good i've played almost Batman's all of my them. favorite one the first batman was the best one in my opinion Yes, I will say though, Lego Batman Two, uh, changing the format to an open world environment where you would go to a spot and then it would start a story mission from that location. That's cool too, but was a great innovation. I got so turned off from the Lego games once I started adding actual voices. Yes, I would agree. But fifty-fifty, they work sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Um, I think the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies were smart for just using movie audio. They, that's all they did is they used the cuts from the movie audio they didn't include new dialogue of any kind that was really smart uh, Lego Batman 2 was really cool because they did choose pretty good voice actors for it and mm-hmm. then Marvel was really good I think I think Mar- it worked better for Marvel though than DC to a large extent um, but yeah I'm really excited about this um, yeah, yeah and like I was talking to you like with the fact that like a few weeks back when they announced Jurassic World they also announced Avengers, which is an odd step because the first game for Marvel was Lego Lego Marvel Superheroes. And I'm just going to focus on specifically the Avengers. Which the first one was an Avengers storyline anyways. Like it wasn't, it didn't coincide with the film at all, but it was a, an Avengers storyline. Huh. So it was weird. Is uh is the game being released alongside the movie release? Uh, it's Jurassic? fall. Or for no, Jurassic? Jurassic summer. It's a summer release. Jurassic is summer. I don't know if it's alongside Avengers the film. Avengers is fall. Avengers is falling. No, no, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah, meaning yeah, for yeah. Jurassic World. I don't like know if it's in line with the, fi- the the film release, but it the is, is going to be pretty close. It's okay. probably going to be relatively close for promotional okay. pers- cool, cool. purposes. Let's that would make only too much. I could actually <laughs> see Avengers coming out pretty close to. No, it would have to come after. Never mind. There's no fall release for Marvel this year. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Lego, yeah, they're both June. For Jurassic. Yeah. Okay, so. that makes sense. Yep, promotional <laughs> reasons. Um. Are you excited about this next thing, Cody? This thing is weird. <laughs> so Squares this week teased that they are going to start focusing on more JRPG for current-gen consoles. I think a lot of this um, actually stems off the success of Xenoblade. Because how successful Xenoblade was in the States, and it shows basically the world that, hey, we can do really good JRP- JRPGs again, and people are going to like it. Yeah. Honestly, like, come on, like Fire Emblem, Bravely Default, like, yep. yeah, yeah, they're they're growing again. Persona, one, and Persona's coming. One, I would add, um, I think the reason why they're focusing so heavily on stating that they're working on current gen consoles is because Sony is in a position where they need first party support. Yep. Like, they're in a position where they need it desperately. They have great third party content, but they have almost no first party slated, especially mm. with the pushback of Uncharted uh, Four or whatever. Yeah, they're in a position where they have nothing coming up for the next six months that's solely on their console. My only problem with this announcement 
is they need to stop pronouncing games and <laughs> fucking finish Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I showed it to you. I was like, so they should be working on Kingdom Hearts instead. And, like, I shared that directly to you. You moved it over. And then we just started la- – I was, like, laughing to myself. I'm like, yep. Like, that's that's the consensus from everyone is, like, just finish this one game first. Like, Well, I mean, I've talked about it before that it's it's kind of gotten away that from this since games have been pushed back. But 2015 yeah. could be a huge year for Square. Absolutely. If 15 actually makes it out by the end of the year. Yeah. Which it might. I don't know if it will. Um, going off the whole thing about Kingdom Hearts, there's yeah. been some more um, news released on Kingdom Hearts Fragmented Keys. That's right. We talked about this a little bit. Which was a, um, a mobile game that they were developing. I think it was right around the time 3D came out. I want to say you're right. That's or right about... after. Um, and they made passport for the development. But the cool thing that this news has shown us is what the levels were. It included Star Wars... Frozen and Wreck It Ralph. Yep. Well, and like I was telling you, um, if they do the Star Wars style of Clone Wars, it really does actually fit pretty well within the realm of the Disney owned franchises. If they try to do any other representation of Star Wars, I don't think it'll go over too well with this universe. But specifically, Clone Wars does kind of fit right in line stylistically. Um, as long as it's just like a separate location unto itself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we were talking Frozen. Didn't they say they were reworking some of the Frozen levels into other things because I'm they looked so sure. similar? Um, I, I made this comment and I was terrified yeah. of the, um, for those who haven't played Kingdom Hearts oh, 2, God, yeah. what they turned Atlantica into was essentially a shitty little Guitar Hero clone. Yep, I remember that. It was so bad. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I made the joke, was like, if they do this to Frozen, With I'm, fucking I'm let oh it go. Oh my God. I'm just going to be done. Actually, funny quick segue Cinderella has another Frozen short in front of it. Oh, of course they do. I I don't know if I actually liked it or not, or found it just annoying because it's Frozen. It's probably just because it's Frozen. I think my (laughs) my least favorite thing about Frozen, while we're on the topic, yeah, um, was as a music person, platinum or um, the Frozen soundtrack being the only album to have gone platinum last year. (laughs) <laughs> kind of broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That was really, the only really, one. Really, yeah. It's suffering. The music industry is suffering so bad from piracy that... and, and Piracy other, and, 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 um, and streaming. Streaming services, yeah. So, there was actually... This is a quick little segue to talk yep. about this. Um, one of my teachers actually does a lot of really cool stuff with um, teaching abroad in China. Yeah. Our school actually has a partner program with a, a Chinese school with audio. Okay. Um, there are currently works in china to get streaming available there mm-hmm. which if you think about it that would make musicians so much money off of streaming almost overnight i'll say it like this um there's been a couple of things that have come out from musicians in the states and how much the way the contracts with services like spotify break down it takes around 150,000 listens to count for one actual listen mm-hmm. which counts for x number of part of a, a disc that constitutes i mean when you're talking when you're talking with the so um, like 150,000 listens results in about ten dollars or so give or take per person so that's talking what, the, that's um, the shittiness of it all when you're talking the accounting <laughs> of streaming payouts oh, and you're bad. dealing with micro pennies we're talking decimal points of <laughs> yeah. pennies but regardless regardless fuck yeah. you frozen yeah if right you, if you ruin kingdom hearts for me I'm uh the other thing that i found interesting is wreck it ralph's in there yeah and what avenues does that open up for other partnerships within this? Because does that constitute like the appearance, those side appearances, like all like, you know, Zangief and all those that appeared in those cutscenes? I don't think they do personally. And it would take a lot of 
like a fuck ton of contractual disputes and contractual uh, um, settlements to, to sort that out. <laughs> but more than likely, we're just going to wind up getting Wreck-It Ralph and the candy. Yeah, I think if they do anything, it will be that. I would be continue. curious if like Hubert would make an appearance or something because that was kind of iconic. But mm-hmm. and he had he actually had a role that I felt was a little bit more substantial than any of the other minor appearances in that movie. But yeah, I still have. I know seen it. we we what yeah. The fuck, I know. I really need to see that one. Yeah. Still really good. <laughs> um, one more piece of Square news this week. Um, yeah. Do you know Final Fantasy Eleven still a thing? Yeah, uh, I didn't. No, <laughs> it's been out for thirteen years. It's actually older than Wow. No kidding. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. That sounds about right, though, I guess, if I do the math in my head. Because 10 would have came out, and 10 came out in, like, 2001, 2002. So, yeah, it was, like, 2003-ish. That makes sense. Um, They are releasing a mobile version of Final Fantasy XI. Um, The version, quote, plans to offer things like improved party organizing, solo play improvements, and better battle functionality, enriched community features, as well as other tweaked in-game elements. Wow. I think they're just trying to do something to re- kind of give more interest in the game which is weird Get seeing more how, money seeing which is weird seeing how 14 <laughs> is actually doing pretty well for them yeah um they also announced another mobile game called final fantasy grandmasters which is essentially a spin-off of 11 in the same world as 11 okay was, that's what that's that was about okay. yeah. right it was yeah, originally it was originally thought that those were the same thing right they're two different games okay, okay. final fantasy 11 mobile and then final fantasy grand sanders they're just trying to get more money that's, i mean that's why more money that just be money. crazy um, StarCraft Legacy of the Void beta starts is coming soon. Starts March thirty first. Was that week and a half? Yeah, it's a closed just about. beta. I'm hoping I still might get an invite. That'd right. be super cool. Um, apparently there's been some fairly dramatic changes to the overall game. Um, the biggest one being that they are doubling the worker start count from six to twelve, which will expedite gameplay. Yeah, because I mean, I, mean, I back when I I never really got really really into um StarCraft two online. Yeah. But I was really into Warcraft 3 online. You know who needs to be here for this? Who? Corey. Yeah. He's borderline obsessive about StarCraft. And oh, my could, yeah. He could have RTS a lot of insight on this one. But regardless, um, like, I just remember, like, once I really got into it and just, like, watching, like, other people's, like, starting builds. Because, like, literally, like, in Warcraft, at least, like, if you fuck up your first, like, two or three minutes, you're done. Mm-hmm. So well, Warcraft is... was huge with that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. So this is just kind of cool. It's just basically this cutting out that first three minutes of the game mm. that's just watching your work account go up the other big change is there you are changing the amount of resources at your base i want to say i wanted to confirm this but i never Got i completely to forgot it. to yeah. go online and check this um i want to say the starting mineral count in bases right now is 2000 mm-hmm. and they're going to cut it down to uh, 15 and others even 750 which makes sense because you're going to have double the, the workers so mm-hmm. you can actually generate what you're losing out on in that minute and a half two minutes of and this also um is to encourage players to um expand quicker and more aggressively yeah yeah that's definitely going to be something though like if you're not if you're not good at that like that first beginning yeah it's gonna stress that so screwed absolutely fucking asians on starcraft just make me look like a little bitch (laughs) all it is in that game anyone that's not me pretty much makes me look like a little bitch in those games um, on top of the other StarCraft news, there's been um, a couple just kind of speculation on what happens to StarCraft 2 after Legacy of the Void comes out. Obviously, that's going to um, conclude the story, which is incredible, yeah. by the way, if you've never played the StarCraft 2 story. There's that whole aspect of the multiplayer game that's just kind of, will it go away? 
will it just kind of sit there as is um one of the lead producers of starcraft said that they're going to be able to focus more on substantial regular updates something they couldn't necessarily do when they're still trying to develop essentially right. the well, and, core and game. like like it says right here like um that they're already ahead of legacy of the board which gives them the chance to support the game more actively as it comes out like which makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um and they also talked about you know like where can we do to make starcraft good for a couple years out i mean starcraft for a whole has been around for almost 20 years now i know it's crazy to think like that but yeah it has it really has been so um the full article that i we're basing this all off is on kotaku um if you're interested in starcraft give it a read it's really interesting yeah I mean, it goes more in depth great articles in general i mean just to be like upfront to everyone we pull most of our information from kotaku and comicbook.com those are the two of, two of the most i started pulling a lot more off of a uh, gamer rant this week too yeah gamer rant being the third one um sometimes GameSpot, but those like so, those are the ones that we rely too. on a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, just IGN is just harder to get through because of all the ads. It's oh so ad God, written. they are. <laughs> it's terrible. Give me money. Give yeah. me the, the article. That's where I'm looking for at this point. But uh, moving on, this one's really just an interesting this... factoid that came out of Nintendo recently. Terrifying, um, Terrifying, actually. yeah. <laughs> um, so if you've ever wondered why Link screams when he puts on a mask in Majora's Mask, specifically one of the, the four, five, well, five, technically, five transformation masks, Oh, Giant's Mask. Giant's Mask. It only happens once, but it still is there. Um, Nintendo rep and developer uh, posing as the happy mask salesman in Miiverse. So actually, we already know this guy's a creep. Like he, he's purposely trying <laughs> to, to play a yep. part here. Um, basically said, it's very simple. The boundless sorrow surrounding each mask comes rushing inside the wearer when they put it on. So the urge to scream is quite understandable, really. No, not at all. <laughs> not No, stop. <laughs> I, I Let me put it this way. If Link wasn't already dead, like many of the theories substantiate, he wishes he was every single time he puts on one of those goddamn masks. God, that's that's terrible. Like, he's wearing masks of dead people who went through, like, horrifying moments at the end of their lives. And all that sorrow is just pouring into him, and he's screaming his head off when he How puts the mask on. How much sorrow do you think Bacow has for essentially he's a Zoro and he died from drowning? And wow. several wounds, wow. right? Wasn't it like drowning in several wounds? Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of it, like he left behind his unborn children and his wife. Like in those moments, he was trying to save them and fucking died. <laughs> like failed. Ugh, yeah. So um, the more you know. Right. Link just. Don't question things too much. Otherwise, you'll get an answer that you won't Especially like. Especially from Nintendo. I mean, fuck. Their creepy shit just needs to be left alone. If they ever come out and explain like the entirety of like what the guy the concept behind guy gas is in earthbound i'll just cry because there's so many theories behind that because like you go back Did to you the see? past and it's like oh you're actually going back and killing guy when he's a baby yeah well side note to that actually um did you know released a video this week that was a uh, part five or six of their pokemon series uh-huh pokemon steals extremely heavily from earthbound oh my bad guy is mew there is mewtwo oh, yeah. technically like outright they pretty much were like yeah this is what no that's, that's legitimately what it is like i have to go look at that because it's wonder pretty if cool if they're comparing guy gas to mew too i bet guy goo is mew probably i mean they did a, i mean it's their usual format so they're just bur- blasting through a bunch of facts hmm, that's really interesting um this one's weird so anyone out there who might have been a, a fan including myself actually of conquer's bad fur day which on really should be everyone actually yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was Rare's way of getting out all the frustration from being a little too kid-friendly in the other titles. Like, mm-hmm. this was finally, like, their chance to do something that had some maturity to it and put a giant 
tongue-in-cheek remark to everything they had done before. Um, people who've wanted a sequel, like we've had a re- we had one remake, it was uh, pretty bad, pretty bad remake, but it was an okay remake. It was better than the pro- uh, what was it? Uh, zero? What was it? Um, Perfect Dark remake. That was oh, awful. Yeah. But um, this this is the sequel that they're going with. Apparently, is a uh, a single piece of DLC. Well, maybe not single. There might be more, but still. It's an episodic. Episodic DLC for Project Spark. Yeah, that's weird. This (laughs) is just weird. I don't don't understand I think they just kind of like, they recognize like, we kind of need to do something because they're probably like, we'll make a lot of money if we do anything Conquerors related. Right, yeah. No, people will eat that shit up. Mm -hmm. The original voice actor, Chris Sevor. We'll return to Which play. Which I Conquer. love that. Yeah, that's, that's great. Really great. Anytime job. we can have a continuity within a character's voice actor, great. Because when did Conquerors come out? Like two thousand one. Was it? So it's been... no, not even that. I think it was actually ninety nine or two thousand on the nose. It was not long after Ocarina of Time came out. I know that, and that was like ninety eight, ninety nine. I'm looking right now. See if I can pull up an actual. Fine. I'll date. keep this going. Um. So essentially, oh, no, though, it like, was two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yep. So. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's called Conquer's Big Reunion, and it does take place actually 10 years after the original events. Although it's been 15, it makes sense from... At least they're going the distance, you know? It's it's not as silly as the uh, Digimon one from last week. They're like, hey, it's been 15 years, let's go seven or six years out. Like, And secondly, it's like only three years since Adventure 2. Yeah. I actually realized Adventure Try, because Adventure 3. Right. Oh, God damn. <laughs> because, you're right. Because it was, the first season was 1 and Adventure 2. Yeah, God damn it, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Um, I'm interested in hearing more from Andrew and my brother about Project Spark when, because I know they're both interested in that. So yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like, "What?" Right? It's a weird thing. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. Um, Rock Band Four. Just a nice little update on that. They are going to hit 1080p, 60 frames a second. That's what they've promised pretty, the fans, which pretty. is pretty much needed for a game it's that relies on timing yeah it's and not only that almost it's just, it's exclusively kind of that like standard now where it's like well and people are now also understanding the actual power of the new gen consoles yeah. and understanding like oh we can actually hit those marks if we just polish it a little bit more <laughs> um it's shooting for an october release date makes sense that's i mean i assume it's probably gonna be the second to, or third week of october that's 99% of the fall releases want to hit that mark because it gives them the max amount of time in fourth quarter to sell. Um, oddly enough, Rock Band returning has sparked a lot of rumors that Guitar Hero and Activision might get back in the game. I I get I, it. I get why those rumors are floating. But, like, yeah. if Rock Band's coming back and maybe, maybe Rock Band really kills it and people are like, yeah, I miss those rhythm rhythm games again. I mean, I guess maybe, but my point is still with one game for that, I don't see the necessity of Guitar Hero. I don't want to be drowned by it again. Yeah, I that's, love, that's, that's what I'm saying. That was the problem yeah. by the end of it. I yeah. mean, like the fact that this is the devs self-releasing and then being like, hey, we might just need a distributor. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's clearly a pet project as opposed to what Guitar Hero was, which was like corporate mandate. And like, while I enjoyed the Guitar Hero games had a pretty good library by comparison, Rock Band constantly updated their playlist, and mm-hmm. that was something that I didn't get in yeah, on enough, nearly yeah. enough. Actually, Rock Band, I liked. I ended up liking much better than I, Guitar So Hero. did I. I wound up having more Guitar Hero games, but I loved my Rock Band one way more. Well, that's because you only needed one good exactly. Rock Band game. Exactly, yeah. So I only good. had the first one. Yeah. So well, How many were there by the end of it? Because three. there was one, two, three. There were the Beatles. There was... Wasn't that Guitar Hero, though? 
No, no Beatles, Beatles was rock band. Rock band. Uh, okay. Guitar Hero did Metallica and Aerosmith. And ACDC. Oh, yeah, that's did right. Did they do an ACDC right. one They too did well. do that. Yeah. Huh. Oh. But, yeah, there was – yeah. There were too many. That's yeah. the yeah. main too many, point. Too many, and so it's good to come in a circle back to a much more stable point. Yeah. So don't do it Activision. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Just let Rock Band handle it. They did it better anyways. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one's really interesting. Um, the actor behind Agent Locke from – James Coulter. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, he has uh, gone on record as saying Cortana's coming back in, Halo in some capacity. I, I read the quote, by, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was so funny. Like, he's like listing off the characters, and then he's like, uh, Master Chief, Cortana, but like he goes into it. He doesn't even mention Cortana really that much, but this he lets just, it slip. He mentions this, his name. Yeah. This dude, I don't know if. Microsoft is telling him, okay, subtly put it in or not, but he is terrible, <laughs> terrible at, at giving NDAs. away plot lines. Yeah. Right. So plot he's confirmed that what? you're going to wind up playing as Locke for a good part of it. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, essentially, they're replacing Arbiter with Locke for the sake of storytelling purposes. And I, I still think, with that said, I yeah. think Arbiter will be attached to I think so, too. Yeah, I, I agree, so. too. Like, I, I, think so. I have a feeling what's going to wind up happening is you're going to be playing as... Master Chief in one part of the universe doing his whole little like long lost warrior storyline, and, and then, with Blue Team. Yeah, exactly. I think that's gonna be a big part of it too on uh, the Shield world, right? It, they're lost. And uh, no, the, no. The um, last thing that happened with them yeah. was they just they just went off the grid. Oh, okay. They went yeah. Off the grid. And okay. They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna do do stuff. See, I was thinking of Onyx for some reason in that whole storyline where they were stuck on that Shield world during the. No, that's Onyx a event. different. That's the different yeah, team. I, yeah, I realized that as I was saying it, but. Um, yeah, so we're going to wind up probably seeing a storyline that focuses on Chief and his adventure. And then in addition, we're going to wind up seeing Locke and Arbiter teaming up to hunt him down. Partially to stand trial for desertion. And partially because they want to find they want to find him for the sake of learning as much as they can from him. I, yeah. Oni is such really... one of those groups. Oh, fuck Oni. I know, but, he, well, but he's an Oni agent in the beginning. And but. here's the interesting thing with the political climate that mm -hmm. they're in in Halo 5. They've got they've got a lot of old Spartans in positions of power. Like now Perengoski, which was the last Oni head, yep. she's stepped down and the new one, the new admiral is actually a reject washout from the Spartan 2 program. Really? Which creates an interesting juxtaposition. Which, for those of you who yeah. don't know, the washouts were usually ones who had problems in the process of transitioning from being just an augmented person to being a cybernetically altered person. And when those cybernetic enhancements didn't go over well, many of them took on positions of usually um, coordination, tactics, right. that kind of more back right. On the topic kind of, of that, it has been confirmed that we will see Locke. Yeah, um, go through his transformation into a Spartan, a Spartan. which yeah, cool. the modern Spartans are augmented soldiers. At It'd this be point. interesting to see if you like maybe it happens like really early. Say it's like maybe after like the first or even the second mission, and there's actually maybe even a gameplay change. I could see that. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. They're like an ODST. I would and then, then that'd be a Spartan cool. style. Yeah, that'd be yeah, really cool. That'd be really cool. Oh yeah, um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm this totally is excited for this game. For, 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 for all those out there. I've always been a proponent that I love Halo, and the only thing that ever bring me back to Xbox has always been Halo. Yep. So, like, regardless of, like, all this, like, tiptoeing a bit around, like, oh, I'll eventually get my Xbox One. Oh, I'll get it. Like, I'll have it for Halo 5. <laughs> Good. Like, Master Chief Collection wasn't quite nearly enough to get me pulled back because of 
price point, timing, and, and all that stuff. Issues. And then issues. Yeah. But Halo 5 will pull me back in for and, sure. Dude, I, I can't stress enough how good the beta was for Halo 5. It right. really does feel like Halo 5 is a return to form. If they can nail the net code, have a good release, that is the game. Mm-hmm. That is the game. So, cool. anyway. Uh, this is something that actually kind of came down the pike yesterday, I believe. Yes, it was um, officially announced yesterday. We're getting God of War 3 remastered. For PS4? For PS4. I'm excited because I've played 1 and 2. I played 1 on its remaster for 3 at the time, which mm-hmm. was 1 and 2 combined mm-hmm. before 3 came out. I beat 2 a long time ago, like back in I still uh, 16, two. I think. And I played it I've beaten 1. In I've one played day. parts of 3. And I have never touched 3. So, so. I have played through all of them. I've gotten three. I have not touched Ascension, which was the last God of War release. God right. of War Ascension. My problem meh. was like, meh. They kind of yeah, like shot themselves the in the foot. On that one. Yeah. They shot themselves in the foot with essentially the ending of three was, oh, there's yeah. nothing left. So there let's just start making left. prequels. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. that the way they left it off was, you know how like technically the gods of the, the, the Greek gods yeah. fell off the grid. Well, this is how they kind of fell off the grid. Kratos killed them all. Yep. <laughs> That's why there are no more gods and we're just mankind in, on Earth. Um, yeah. Which is a cool uh, story, but it doesn't leave much. Right. Without going into detail, would you prefer them create a new four? Well, like even it says it here, like we were referencing. Or would you like to see a four that separates itself from even Kratos and goes in the direction of just new theology, different theology? I think theology. they need to do that. They, I think they do too. They so those who don't know, there's a theory that – so. This entire announcement has sparked the this, conversation. Is this to hype up the next game, which could be four. They are releasing a new God of War game this year, like a brand new one at the end of the year. Yeah, that's been. Um, it's a question of if it is, is, is four, how do they want to do it? And one of the big topics have been is this going to bring an entire new pantheon of gods to destroy? And one like little like fan theory was like Kratos versus Thor and Odin. Mm-hmm. That could be super cool. I also wouldn't mind just stepping away from Kratos. I, I don't think it, want Kratos anymore. Yeah, we need we need a new hero to pro to, antagonist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> anti well, anti hero playable character. Yeah, thank you, new playable character. Thank <laughs> to, you. To uh, adventure um, through a new set of gods. I think it needs to be a new set of gods. I'll say this too. I'm really interested if they like. I would love it if they did like Middle American theology. They probably won't because it does not sell here in America that's the sad truth of it like going through the because those gods and the stories of that like i remember watching like el dorado as a kid and like that's obviously a soft version of what really happened but or like south africa well like well like south america uh middle america more specifically but like the aztecs really were violent people and they would have really cool storylines with their gods because their gods covered the gamut of everything i think the best ones would be um thrown out on a viking right yeah, uh, Norse mythology. Norse mythology. Um, I think it'd be cool if they did that. The only thing is that I'm not sure they actually have a god dedicated to war, no. and that'd be the only thing because like that's maybe it's felt. him well, becoming. Maybe there, it's a character becoming. There's, I know. there's a god, a god quote unquote for war, right. but he's not called like right. war or anything. Like yeah. it's the names they give to their gods aren't as straight up. As exactly, that. that's but kind of more associated with those. Um, I think it'd be cool if they did it. that. The Norse. Mm-hmm. The Aztec, or maybe even Egyptian. I was thinking Egyptian too. Yeah, um, really cool. Buddhism would be really intense. Uh, Hindu would be really good because I mean we have got Krishna, 
I, I like, get Hinduism. I don't get Buddhism for me. Buddhism, you'd be surprised. I'll say that. Buddhism isn't pure peace and tranquility. It's actually no, got a lot I, of I violence. Um, just, in fact, even right now. they have a lot of gods, quote unquote. Oh, they have plenty. Like All the Buddhas are actually gods. Buddha is another term for God. So there's like seven right, but to attain alignment you become a god. Okay, like it's that it's that mentality that like there's gotcha. a chain of events that sequence it. But there's a ton. I mean, technically the entire uh, storyline from Dragon Ball Z is heavily rooted in Buddhism. Yep, that makes sense. So there's a lot of conflict, even though modern Buddhism is very like tranquility and peace oriented. Its history is rooted in a lot of violence. Sure, um, like most religions, but there's plenty to go from. Um, if you go back to like even uh i think it's taoism in japan like that's mostly a ph- philosophical cool. religion but there is a lot of like if you got into like uh like onis and things of that nature like oh, that could that be would really be so cool. cool yeah so yeah. here's hoping they just go in a different direction yeah they like, just step away from the greek you can have the god of war like mantle, mantle not agreed. associated with kratos i agree it's totally possible um so this one's kind of funny in reference to the fact that we've been playing a lot of this with dragon age the developers have decided that we've spent too long not discovering this secret <laughs> um in it's a specific so part of the emerald graves um you can actually find a little rock that winds up looking actually like a little house there's like a little decoration Did you on the find outside. it in game i didn't look for it yet but i when i saw the video like it's pretty clear like it's got like a little hole in the bottom it looks like a, a house for like the smurfs okay um, it's just like a little rock that sits on a couple of other rocks that have like a couple flowers on the sides and a hole in the center. So it winds up just looking like a stone home. That's weird. Um, you jump on top of it. Basically, you're causing an earthquake on this little person. Um, to clarify, you have to jump on it at about 50 times. Yeah, it's been confirmed. <laughs> it's actually pretty much exactly 50. It's, it might be like 48 or something, but it's a really dumb number. Um, then they ask you to find these flowers. Um, in the hinterlands. Most of them are in hinterlands. I found one blossom in emerald graves as part of a mission that's on top of a waterfall but it's it's this weird looking one that kind of looks like a lily honestly um but you find 10 of them and then you take it back there and you get you get the, the mission completed yeah, it's right. just so silly um, well, basically the whole point of they basically said it was like they it was just a fun little thing they wanted to do to see how long it would take us to find it and then they gave up with us trying to find it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like by hey the by the way this is the thing with fans <laughs> Um, but this is also um, apparently spawns a chest somewhere in the world from doing this quest. But and now, that hasn't been found. That hasn't been correct. found yet. There's been some more hints about it. Apparently, it's somewhere near stairs. I think the only confirmation is it's not in Skyhold. I think okay. there was a video saying, no, it's not in Skyhold. But it's interesting. Whatever. Um, you want to take this one? Sure. Um, there's been some um, news come out about the last guardian which is essentially the spiritual successor to shadow of the colossus spiritual successor to Ico. which yes um last guardian has been in development since about the 2007 footage still looks amazing oh yeah absolutely. every time i see like dev footage and stuff I'm yeah. just blown so away. it's been about 10 years since their last release basically anything that Ico puts out is pretty fucking good mm-hmm. um the game has technically never been canceled but it's, it's just been kind of falsely died indefinitely delayed yeah, and I, you know what, and honestly, then we get into the realization. It's like the reason why was because they wanted it on the four. Maybe so. There's been um, Sony has refiled the trademark for the game. It's actually the third time that they've done it. It was probably that development got too in depth for the PS3. They had to reevaluate and then decide. Okay, we should choose now. Finally, now is the time. We can't we can't compare this to hell, the, the same cycle, thing hell. that could potentially said about Kingdom Hearts three. 
Yeah, I would agree. Same thing. Like they eventually realize that they're not going to meet the near end of a life cycle. They're not. They don't want to do that. They don't want to release that at the time. It's not appropriate for the game that's coming out. I'll say this too: the Japanese um, kind of culture in general has a different view of timelines, and I could say that that could be applied towards the mentality that we can't compare this to the infamous Duke Nukem game that took fucking forever. No, we I can't. mean, especially with Ico and yeah, Wolves. like yeah. Great, there's a, there's yeah. a different kind of care and evaluation that goes into play in a game like this versus something like that. So this one, I don't think the development hell has been bad for the game's development as a whole. I do think it has taken a fucking long time for whatever reason, but I mean, like you said on here, it might be show up at E3 for all we know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I think that'd be a great way to blast off, like, or at least yeah. end, like, mic drop moment for PS4 conference. Oh, yeah. hey, that By trademark, way, boom. Shadow Colossus sequel. Yeah. It's essentially what it is. Yeah. Shadow Colossus, God. Yeah, right. Well, um, I will say oh, this, yeah. too, though. Like like I was saying, like, Sony's been scrambling hard to try and get Maybe this uh, is a yeah. line of, of announced titles that come out for ps4 exclusively to push sales i mean so far even that that i shared that ps all on ps4 stuff mm-hmm. almost half of those things that they put on that trailer were cross-platform yeah so it, they, they're not having much in the slate of exclusive titles i think bloodborne's the only one for the rest of the year that's really? currently wow. announced yeah like that's coming out in 2015 now. Yeah, now. yeah exactly um Destiny 1.1.2 preview. Just so you guys know, this is going to be coming out probably before, uh, well, definitely before be the, House of Wolves. I think it'll come out next month. I think early it's the pre pre patch. I think so too, because I think the big ones coming like two weeks before House of Wolves drops. I think this is to set up that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of lay it down for you guys, you're gonna have some audio changes. You're gonna be able to change, you know, in-game audio, you know, separate dialogue, sound effects, music. Um, separately you can change chat audio as well um you'll be able to mute your music which is something i'm probably gonna use all the time <laughs> yeah. flat out i'm just gonna use that um i'd rather you have new colorblind support i know several people that do have minor i love color that i know great um, colorblinds when wad came out they pushed so much colorblind stuff into mm-hmm. to wow so it's really cool to see more companies doing this yeah i mean i have friends that say they can't see purple ammo when it drops i'm like oh no kidding yeah wow so it it mean that changes everything it's important yeah um, but yeah, probably expected early next month at this point. The fact they announced it, they're good about usually about two to three weeks in advance for that announcement. So I'm sure first or second week of April. Yep. Um, you want to go on this one? Yeah. Um, there's been an announcement that um, if you're planning on downloading Xenoblade Chronicles 3D from the Nintendo Store, you're gonna need a bigger micro SD than the one that comes with the console. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, oh, that's great. So it's the, what, 3.6 gigs? The game is 3.6, which is pretty fucking huge for a Nintendo download, especially yep. for, for the 3DS ones. What, they give you, like, a, what size do they install? Four. Four. A four yeah. is what comes with it. I bought a 32 when I got mine. Right. 32 is the max that the um that will work on it. Yeah, It won't let you size, go any yeah. bigger than that. I might have to do that for my... I'm going to wind up doing that whenever I get around titles, to it. Yeah. Like... Fire Emblem. <laughs> right? Well, there it is. Well, and, and what's Fire funny Emblem. is, like, <laughs> Fire Emblem. <laughs> I mean, we've had this discussion before, but just to keep it light, like, with the transition to going digital, like, I love digital. Fucking, I love Dragon Age being just on my console. The number of times it's just like, Xenoverse. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Like, Pop it's so it right nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's great. 
Um, We've had a yeah. um, couple things come out about the Arkham Knight, uh, just Arkham Knight in general this week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, main thing being that some information on what the Harley Quinn DLC is going to be. Right. Um, you're saving Poison Ivy. You're 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 running mate in like all the comics. Even like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy just have like a, a sisterly bond. Um, kind of in lieu of that, you're gonna be busting heads through Bloodhaven, swinging a bat around. I mean, you kind of liken it to like the Nightwing or Robin gameplay from City to an extent because that was mainly combat focused and didn't really rely too heavily on stealth. I mean, unless you're doing the challenge maps for him. But those characters just didn't have nearly as much thought in stealth. I think this kind of follows that suit that you're going to have just a fun, bonkers time. And it's probably going to be kind of like also the uh, Joker thing that happened in Origins. Oh my god, that was so cool. So... Pretty cool. It takes place between, you know, City and uh, Night. Um, Harley Quinn's going to bust her out of jail. That's about it, really. Um, but, yeah, that's the that's the pre-order bonus for all pre-orders. So, like, no matter where you go, you can get that DLC um, without paying extra. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of came out, which actually this came out in my email, and I'm sure yours, too, it's somewhere, because you somewhere. probably signed I don't know what too. email my... Right. <laughs> well, and luckily, like, all it says is just sign in. Yeah, and you'll get it. Yeah. Um, I need to make sure. Which so I got an email from Warner Brother Play, which is their like their version of EA's whatever crap um, Origin and a bunch of other like self included services. Um, but if we sign on and you played Origins or whatnot or already have an account period before launch, uh, you will get the anime bat suit that was featured in Batman Gotham Knight animated feature automatically dropped into your your. I guess you'd call it uh, table of just bat suits. I only I never really used any of them. I think the only one I actually used was the um the Batman Beyond one. Yep. Ba- oh um, man, Batman Beyond was so much fun. Let me put it this way. I <laughs> I, use that all I have the time. a penchant that once I finish the story that I'm just like probably play twenty minutes of each costume to get a feel for all of them and see which one I really like. During I, the main story I'm just like keep it the same. Keep well you normal. can't flat out you can't change can you? you cannot change it during oh, the main right. story. On your first playthrough. New game that's plus right, you can yeah. change it out. Um New Game Plus on City, for instance, I ran most of the time as as Beyond, but periodically I'd feel inclined to change it to like the Fear. I, I loved the Fear costume; that one was good. I liked oh, yeah, it in Origins. They had uh, the white ring, the the white lanterns oh, costume. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I also enjoyed like you know Earth Two, Thomas Wayne's mm-hmm. costume. Like, so there's definitely a credence to having these things in there. And I like, I just like looking at them. The fact that they fully render them in game, like you get to see a 3D rendition of a yeah. comic book or a the costume was always during little... like regular cutscenes too not like maybe yeah well that's what i'm saying is during but... during the um during your new game plus you were able to have it featured and it would show up during just not the cinematic cutscenes that they feature during like huge moments but just the in-game motion cutscenes those are all the beyond one was super cool but it was also super weird to see like it a, was like a huge like an actually well, a bulky thing. batman well and what's funny about that is if you remember watching beyond the first episode featured when bruce wore the beyond suit and it was massive terry's just a small guy yeah. by comparison yeah, yeah. and that's the thing is that when terry wore it it looked slender and sleek and that's just kind of the image you have in your head for exactly batman beyond that's, can we, that's the thing can we just take the prey to development team and just put them on a batman beyond game come on guys <laughs> just Take those guys. Have Rocksteady co like, co opt with sure. those guys. Just like make it happen. Perfect game. Yeah. But yeah, that's about it really. Um for Rocksteady and the Arkham Knight game. We're just so excited I'm for so that. Excited. That's my number one for this year, probably. It's gonna be the game of the year for me, probably. That in Battlefront. Oh my yeah, that's true. 
that's gonna release right before end of year too. God damn it. Um, there's been you, a, yeah. I, I actually, actually found this out about this morning I while I was finishing this. up our news. Yeah. Um, there was the Pokemon Company put out a promotional trailer, which it's weird that they're doing another new promotional trailer for Pokemon X and Y. Yep. That was actually a really cool trailer. You guys should watch it. You have a second. It shows the evolution of the entire franchise, beginning with Pokemon Red, Blue, Slash, Green, um, building up through the series, many core installments, spinoffs, trading card, card aspects, collectibles, etc. And the trailer actually ended with a moment of footage from an unannounced game. Um, it features Lucario and Blaziken in a heated down, a heated stare down in the middle of a city street. So people are like, okay, this is one of two things. This is either the newest Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. Just being able to port your team over to a, a full 3D. But what everyone's kind of saying is like, 3D is basically already in X and Y. I don't think we necessarily need a full console one this time around. Unless it was a separate entitled game with its own story like it says right here yeah that's uh, the, the other option is it's the is other it thing new... that i just realized it could be finally porting pocken yeah actually i was about to say the same like thing, if it has yeah. those two and those two are fighting types two of my favorite fighting types actually staring each other down <laughs> um pocket would make sense if it's porting it and they're trying to make a huge you know huge uproar about it and i mean the fact that we haven't heard any other development stuff before this like a port would also make sense mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting how this comes up. Yeah, it's basically the two most prominent theories right now. It's new stadium, yeah, or it's a new Coliseum game with a more focused story, yeah. like a Pokemon Coliseum and XD were. I would, one I would love. I would love a combination of the two because my yeah. my problem with Coliseum is they always like the 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 thing that I loved about Stadium was it's like it's accessibility with it's like you know rental Pokemon and you can yeah, just have yeah. fun with friends and right. just like make your own dream team essentially without having to put in the work that you would in, like, the regular Right, games. and then Coliseum didn't have that. And, yeah, and then Coliseum wouldn't have that, but then you get a really interesting story. What was the one that was black yeah. and white? Or, yeah. Black and white didn't have one. The last no, one they did was platinum. Battle Revolution. Yeah, Battle Revolution. Is that right? I think yeah, so. I think it was Battle um, Revolution. That sounds, I don't know. There was one that was strictly just the aspects of arena gameplay, and that was it. There was no story at all. Oh, on this is the Wii. first one they did for the Wii. Yeah, the Wii one. It was it was for uh platinum and silver or no, sorry, that's black right. and Plat white. Thank you. Uh, no, it's it's platinum, pearl, and diamond. Oh yeah, um, it is Battle Revolution. Battle Revolution. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that one, the only thing that I'd like to see brought from that is the fact that they fully animated, fully animated the fight so that they're actually causing impacts and responding in, in accordance to that. So there was actual full fledged animation more than just a three D model swinging in air and then someone taking a hit. Yeah. So, I agree. I really yep. just want another Coliseum game. Those stories yeah. are awesome. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is I'd love combination of all the best features of all the console-based Pokemon games brought to to a to a front mm -hmm. to a head here. Um, little update on the Konami situation with uh, Kojima. So they basically throughout the entire week have kind of resulted in uh, like what feels like a thousand statements. <laughs> um, but essentially, Konami has committed to saying that regardless of kojima's stance and where he is with the company they will continue to create metal gear solid games which we basically said that they'd be we assumed that they would do it the announcement of metal gear 5 seriously and in turn this is their franchise kojima mm -hmm. has avoided statements really about his what he's doing with konami but at the end of the day he basically reaffirmed that he's going to give phantom pain everything he has to make sure it's the best one he's created to date what happens after is kind of up in the air now, my only thing with this this news is what comes if this is a bad blood situation, I get worried about Silent Hill. 
which is what I was really excited for. Yep. And if Kojima's not a part of that and it's just left to Del Toro and, say, Del Toro drops out, like, it's, what are we left with? Yeah. It's probably not as exciting as it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to the big slew of MKX news that has been coming out this past week. <laughs> it's just, it's wow. going to be constant a lot of, until the until game release. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of its promotion, some of its leak, but it's all to set up a big release. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's they working want. Working for me, I hate to admit. I'm know, starting know, right? to get into that hype. I'm, uh, I'm trying not to, but I feel like we've been reporting about it so much that I'm kind of in that right. mode of like between excitement and annoyance. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, I'm excited that Aaron Black was commi- uh, confirmed. Like we kind of said that last week, but like we've seen footage now with him involved. And the, the main leak came from the um, Xbox achievement list yeah. being leaked. Yeah. So. Um, cool. Yeah. So Aaron Black's essentially replacing Striker. We, we, I talked about that. Like a month and a half ago, it feels like. But yeah, you talk about a gunslinger coming into the game and leaving in the cop guy that can shoot and throw a grenade. Like, no, you're going to get rid of the guy, or the one that is going to be less topical for this game. Um, Striker was annoying, too. Oh, yeah. It was. He really was. Yeah. He was fun to play as, but cheap. Just, yeah. Cheap like, as fuck. Yeah. It's cheap as fuck it's and Deathstroke. the story. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Actually, like, yeah, exactly like Deathstroke. Just Deathstroke didn't <laughs> Seriously, talk. Seriously. Yeah. Deathstroke just didn't say anything. Um, so we confirmed that Baraka and Shinnok will be in. Shinnok's going to be the main boss of the game, which was kind of assumed, especially when you talk about MK4 storyline. I mean, real- realistically, that's where we're at in continuity. They're just rewriting the entire original line of <laughs> so stories. Weird. It's such a weird concept. This is Mortal Kombat 10, and when 9 was based off of 1, 2, and 3, it's essentially Mortal Four, Kombat five and 4, six. 2, Possibly again. 5, 6, 2, again. <laughs> um... The story about in nine was actually pretty. pretty it was good. great. Just it was obvious they were retelling one, two, oh, and three. Yeah. Um, if you pre-order from GameStop, you'll get Cold War Scorpion. This is no different than another Scorpion costume, which was the classic in MK9. It's just an alternate costume. Um, it looks pretty cool. I like, like the. Look I like it. It, it make the mask makes a little bit more sense for the era because of the gas mask and all that shit. But it it looks pretty good. Um, they also announced the combat pack, which concise or consists of two more characters that we've already known about and two characters that we had no idea about. Um, Tanya, Tremor, Jason, Predator. In my opinion, Tremor is a perfect ju- juxtaposition to Rain. Mm-hmm. We had a water-based character. Now we have a, a, an Earth-based character coming into the fray. Um, Tanya, probably pretty much a contrast to, uh, was it Scarlet, I think, was her name in MK9. Yeah, I think it was Scarlet. The yeah. red... Chick. Yeah, it was Scarlet, yeah. Um, Jason, obviously, being for Freddy. Predator is the odd one out, but not the one that I think we're most excited to play as. Oh, my God. It just makes sense. Like, a guy man. that can go invisible and, like, be really agile and use futuristic weapons, of course he's going to be great. And, like, Predator makes the most sense out of any of the horror thriller genre characters. So I know if they just, like, continue with the soul. Let's put Freddy. Let's put Jason. Let's put... Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be done. Okay. Um, there was one more actually today that I, I shared to you guys that I don't know if you've looked at yet, but it was um, Ed Boone shared a picture. You know those four pack of DVDs that you can buy? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, he tweeted out a picture that was all three Mortal Kombat features with Spawn. He's like, why would these be there? Yeah, he's like, the yeah, he's like, random, what the fuck? And so essentially, in my head, that's a loose, like, we might do it kind of thing. We have the we have the resources certainly to do this, and right. if they're gonna if the combat pack is a telling sign that they're gonna do a, a character pack and they're not doing a season pass situation, 
we could see another pack come out later that has four new characters spawn included so i'm hoping nothing's confirmed but i'm really hoping this could be really cool uh the last thing with that being... two more things actually oh yeah yeah, yeah. sorry um it's page split <laughs> uh if you quit your character oh. would go through a death sequence that is hilarious. It's spontaneously great. combust and their head will pop up. It's being done the quitality. Yep, the quitality. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically eliminates that whole thing of just like, keep going, keep going. Oh, I'm just smashing. Oh, you're doing nothing. Oh, a player quit. I yep. win. It's just going to happen instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be great for like that lagginess that sometimes happens with it. Yeah. And it just it makes you kind of feel like funny and makes you like the person leaving feel like a dick. Yeah. 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 Which is good. I hope they get to see it too. Watch I really hope they get to see it to explode. Oh, that does not feel good. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, um, the other thing being that, um, nether realm studios also has hinted at five classic characters returning. Um, fucking. So striker, smoke, rain, cabal, Cyrax uh, have all kind of had moments of teasing, I guess with all this, with the demo stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like it says, like you put it in here, like uh, these five characters will be available as part of a core game. Uh, well, it's it's un, it's most likely that these are part of the core game. I can easily see the robots coming back. Oh yeah, uh, like the fact that the pro- most promotional art shows Sub Zero, and I forgot that in the canon storyline for MK Nine, Sub Zero got turned into Cyber Sub Zero. Oh, that's right. So that's why is he included? Now I'm curious the storyline more, like more in depth. I'm like, well, that, that well, was the whole. Just, it's simply a moniker for their clan. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it was a moniker for a, a certain family mm-hmm. and ability set within that clan. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, oh, I'm curious. What I'm most curious of because I, I was going back and there I couldn't find in the synopsis. It's going to force me to play the game basically. But I was trying to find more information on uh, uh, noob and like what resulted in him but he's just with another realm so he's probably gonna just be teamed up with shinnok and still playable but it's just the whole yeah. concept behind the story of mk10 is gonna be interesting with how nine ended yeah essentially everyone's dead every yeah exactly the two characters that remain at the very end are the two characters they've done the most promotional for which yeah, is johnny sonya. cage and sonya blade yeah and then of course their daughter and fucking yeah and whatever. um uh raiden Right. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I mean, he's he survived. Obviously, he's a god. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird. I I honestly foresee that across the first year, we're gonna see a lot of character drops in in kind of in vain of what uh, Killer Instinct did with their seasons, but full of classic characters because people are gonna want to play tournament style with their quote unquote favorite character in his favorite playing style. Yeah. So. Fucking A, we're done with gaming news. Almost that, an hour in. I know. Look, well, guys, um, not a lot of news. Actually, really section. quick on this part. Yeah, yeah I feel like this everything else was a little, little small. We'll start with film this week. Um, <sighs> God damn it. God damn The it. first, this actually happened right after Podcast last week. Uh, it was, was so um, dumb. Adam Sandler's Pixel got a trailer. So I I saw it finally, and I've, I have mixed feelings on it. There were a lot of stupid shit in there. That oh, just, so did you see, stupid Come on, shit. Adam. Like, did you see the part with the creator of Pac-Man going like, no, he's my son, and Actually, gets out of his car? Actually, I thought that was great. I was laughing my ass off, that but was I was just funniest. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, well, I, Peter Dinklage in the... Oh yeah, the fact that I saw him, and I was like, I was like I'm, I'm done. This Peter like, Dinklage made me a little excited. I was and so 50-50 on the whole trailer. Like I, I'm like, I want to see it. I really yeah. want to see this movie. Then, just I don't want to pay them money. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Kevin James in it doing well, the old like classic fat, fat, fat guy. ass jokes, but not like Tommy Boy funny fat ass. It's 
just Kevin James being an idiot. Awkward and, and sympathetic yeah, or trying it, to be sympathetic. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm not going to feel sympathy for you. Oh, don't. He has the hottest wife. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It defies logic and reason that mm, Kevin James hey. has a thought of wife as he has. Money. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Him and Adam Sandler me. have churned out garbage for 10 years and made money on it somehow. Just because it's Adam Sandler, basically. Well, and I don't know how Kevin James got roped into that because, I mean, his show, Queens, was actually, or King Queens, was really good. Yeah, it's okay. For a, a serialized TV sitcom, it yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. And then he turned out garbage film from there. <laughs> Anyways, um, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Like we kind of we talked about we, this last week, actually. Yeah, we did, but we didn't talk about releases. So it's coming out April 11th in Japan. Um, no, here. Oh, here. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one week before the Japan release official, but that's not going to be dubbed more than likely um, because the It'll actual be wide subs. release in the states is coming this summer. Yeah. So that's for like the real diehards that can pass on hearing audio because I don't like Goku's Japanese voice at all. I hate it. It's so womanly. It's so high pitched. I (laughs) hate it. But yeah, so like I'm really excited. I'm down to actually go see this with any of you guys if you guys are down. Oh, I totally fucking okay. Especially like no one wanted to go with me with uh, the the gods one. Um, oh, Battle of yeah. the Gods, whatever I, it was. I kind of missed on that one too. Yeah. I really wanted to go, and no one wanted to go with me. And I was like, "Fine, I'll just not go, I guess." Thanks. But if you guys are down, I'm down to see Resurrection of F. Yes, I go see. Cool. Uh, Laser Team got its first official full-length trailer. It's essentially the teaser with like two extra scenes. Yeah, makes sense. It's good. That's good. I'm excited. Like um, people have said before, it's like if you didn't know this was coming out of a, a s- basically small little yeah. what started studio. as a little yeah. gaming studio. And turn into this. I mean, it looks like a, a full. Oh, and they've actually feature. got some high profile actors in there too mm-hmm. that are that's, at least that's B-list. cultivated re- yeah. relationship at this point. Yeah, yeah. over the and years. I mean, from what I've seen of the main Rooster Teeth cast being Bernie, Michael, and Gavin, I mean, yeah. I, I'll like them so far. But it's yeah, it's going to be hard to kind of be, like pull them away from their actual Rooster Teeth character. Well, and, and the thing is, it looks like it's it's a large extension of those personalities they've created because mm-hmm. Michael pretty much oh, looks God. like he's acting like Michael just in a movie it's rage quit on screen yeah <laughs> yeah that's what he looks like and so then it's gonna so, be interesting to see if i like that or if i'm gonna be turned off by that right they're not, not real that. actors right. they don't know how to portray characters not themselves so they're gonna be typecasting that's how they they probably type wrote it for that reason which is fine which is completely fine yeah i don't have any qualms against that it's just letting you guys know like don't expect real acting out of this they're just gonna be playing themselves plus essentially um but i'm excited for that movie yeah it's gonna be good um beauty and the beast got a release date um march 17th 2017 we knew a bunch of the characters but uh emma thompson um i can't remember what she's actually from but she's been in a oh. lot of things oh like emma thompson is yeah phenomenal class a british talent that's what i thought she yeah. is amazing i couldn't think by name who what she'd been in but that's just makes me happy She's going to be Mrs. Potts. Um, Mrs. Potts, yeah. So it, uh, that's the, the one thing. Okay, so when I was in French back in, like, uh, elementary school, taking, like, like speaking French, we had to watch a, like, 1930s French film of Beauty and the Beast for part of it. A lot of it was just essentially a stage play filmed. So it was, like, most of it was black, you know, with, like, a single candle, like, being held up from, like, the, the uh, friggin' what's it, uh, the, the curtains from behind the backdrop. So, like, a lot of it was much more that kind of style. 
and that was a good live action rendition for the time but it made me think about it i was like you know yeah the movie the animated movie by disney did a lot to help alleviate a lot of that suspension of disbelief when these characters get turned into like basically household wares yeah how are they going to treat that in the film that's that's the question that kind of just popped I in my head really hard. I hope it's not like with Cinderella and the mice. Okay, how did they do the mice? It was CG mice. Oh god! I mean, that's probably. No, really I'm hoping they annoying. don't, but you know. What <laughs> I, I mean, at mean. least the mice didn't talk, but they made squeaking noises and they had personas. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna happen. I'm, I'll just say that. I just have no idea. Yeah. Um, Kevin Klein as Maurice. Awesome. Right. Yes. Love it. I can totally see the face and everything. Too yeah. Already, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, everything um, that everyone they've cast for. Yeah, they've done an amazing, really good job casting. so far. Uh, yeah, we don't need to do a, re- a recap. I feel like, but good, good casting so far. Incredible casting. Um, moving on, John Williams will not score Rogue One. I'm fine with that. <laughs> He's still I, doing the main films. Actually, I'm super excited for this. Yeah. And the reason why is because I think this is this is a good transitioning point. For John Williams to do like those certain films, I swear to God, I hope he lives long enough for the, all of them because he's he's getting old. Yeah, he's getting the old. guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but it's the guy who usually does stuff with J.J. Abrams. Actually, yeah, he's it's the guy who did like all the Star Trek stuff. He's really fucking good. He's so good. Yep. He did um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which won one of the best soundtracks of the year and yeah. he also did the imitation game which won another Alexandra yeah, yeah. Desplat. Those, Desplat. those are two different yeah. people by the way the person who usually works with JBJ oh yeah. well, oh no no but I want him yeah. to do stuff yeah, in the oh, yeah but, but the yeah. guy that they're getting to Rogue get Rogue One. One. Yeah. yeah 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 Um, but yeah he's done an amazing job I'm very excited to see what how they do Rogue One because I'd like to think that the sagas like these the main movies are their own thing and that these spin-offs have a different feel and I'm also right there with, with you. that with I'm the exactly with yeah. you right there. So, so. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm yeah. really excited. And considering the, the list of films here, I'm expecting that he will do a good job. Just mostly just oh, because yeah. Rogue One being good. like the kind of film that we kind of structured. We we framed what the core ideas of what it will likely be. It's gonna be much more action centric because it's gonna be probably somewhat of a sci fi caper. To an extent, yeah, I'd love that. We, we you need tension in that music, and so this guy's done a lot of tension films. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so friggin' more shit from Miles Teller. If you can't tell, I really don't like that guy. He's I just don't like him. <laughs> so in Insurgent, he's he's kind of funny actually. I've been by the way, I've been inundated with a shit ton of trailers from that fucking movie because <laughs> of all the ads of on Comcast. God I'm so yeah. like I it, I don't yeah. even want to see the film. I'm like I feel like I've already seen the movie like 10,000 times now. You a good majority of it you probably have. Fucking, the yeah, ending right. is really what made that movie interesting and special for me. Okay. A lot of the first parts and especially Miles Teller. Still though, to go on fucking the suits that we've seen in all the promotional stuff are supposed to be like original containment suits essentially betas that we will see traditional superhero costumes coming up which i think is funny considering what uh michael b jordan said a few months back with like you won't see any of that silly comic book stuff happen here and i'm like god you can't even get your story straight between actors and what they think of the I'm film i'm just not even listening to what they say at this point i'm just not even listening to anything about this movie because i'm so over it by this point <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna go no, see it i know you I are hope it's gonna be good but i'll listen to I'm you but yeah, I have zero excitement for Miles Teller <laughs> being yeah. Reed Richards. He did, he cannot sell me on that, I don't think. Um, and then I don't even know what to think about Doom at this point with the original synopsis just oh, being God. so bad. Oh, yeah, that's that's weird. 
Um, so an official synopsis for Captain America Civil War has been mm. released. And filming starts in two weeks from, I think, Monday it was... First of April. Yep. Yeah. So first of April. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, you know, everyone responds to Tony Stark just creating a thing that nearly killed everyone on the planet. What does that mean? He's going to side with the thing that'll put oversight on the map. Steve being the good Samaritans, like that infringes on people's ability to just do stuff voluntarily. No. And so civil war happens. Like it's pretty cut and dry. It's, it's I taking love the all core. The oh my god! Memes that are I popping up now. It's just like blue um, dress, gold blue dress, gold dress, civil Captain war, America civil war. Just like every single little <laughs> I've disagreement. I've seen that so many times. That I know. I kind of hate it now. <laughs> I hate that one, but I love all the ones that are just like pot- periodically pop up about just random disputes. Right. Those are always great. And it's just Captain America civil war. Chocolate yeah. peanut butter civil war. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> like, no, that's funny. I haven't seen. Yeah, these yeah. Ones, like, yeah. like it, there's been ones for almost every possible weird argument that's actually kind of awesome yeah i mean well and just an extension that i know this kind of cuts into comic books a little bit but um the current writer i was reading an article uh the current writer is going to take the spirit of what the original comic was for that uh like reissue and put that into a new book that's going to take on current continuity for um, a different civil war situation so i'm curious to see what comes out of that because that's cool. going to be a setup for the big crossover event um sure. anyways Ryan Reynolds and uh, Marina Bakarin uh, be- begin filming uh, Deadpool this week. Yeah. Yeah, they were tweet. Uh, well, in addition to that, uh, a bunch of the actors and stuff were tweeting out who they were with, and so that has revealed a larger like list of the casting because the, the actors aren't being at all subtle about who else is in the film. Yeah. Um, kind of an extension of that is that uh, TJ Miller has confirmed that he's Weasel in Deadpool. I've said this before. Like, I don't like TJ Miller's... Uh, I wouldn't say I don't like his acting because I can't really say that. I mean, that's all comes down to director. But his comedy, like his stand-up, I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, like, his role in, in How to Train Your Dragons, his role in a couple of other animated features, I do really love because he fits a specific, like, type. And Weasel is that type. <laughs> like, true and true in the, all the comics, so this is fitting. Like, I was like, you know, I don't like T.J. Miller, but I also don't like Weasel, so um, this works. This works yeah. well. Uh, he's one of those characters that you laugh at because he's so bad. So, um, go ahead. Oh my god, we got our first look at the um, Attack on Titan movie. Yeah, the the live action movie, and I was it was such so a weird excited. ad because such, some so of it was weird. featured like modern day Japan, and I was like, I feel like this is for something else. And then it cut to a different scene from the like the actual like Titan. I was like, that's definitely Titans. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I mean. Go ahead. Two yeah. things that really popped out to me is they um kept the similar hand drawn style for kind of a like little a lot bit. of the explaining yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a little different, but I like how it's still reminiscent to the, the yeah. anime. And then just um, they showed a couple Titans, mainly the Colossus, and they look so much more brutal and menacing than I thought they would. They did such a high detail with the muscle work and all that. So. I thought they were going to look derpy as fuck in live action, and I'm so excited. Well, it's hard to say with the Colossal because he's always kind of been menacing. Right. But it will be interesting to see how this looks with this, the rest of the Titans. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Um, I I am intrigued by what the, the slight changes they're doing to the story. Um, within yeah. a more of a post-apocalyptic world rather than like the castle and whatnot i mean it winds up the original work was set kind of in like a 1300s germany setting Mm -hmm. and they're definitely going for like no this is the future yeah 
Really? I didn't even uh, There's some yeah. elements huh. of that in there, but it feels like it's it's supposed to be two storylines. Like, it feels like there's going to be a storyline set in that 1300s Germany, but also that they keep showing footage from, like, 30 years from now, Japan. So, like... Interesting. It... I feel like it's going to have some crossover storyline huh. work. Of so this is modern this is in addition to. It could be. Story? It could be expanded. I mean, at the end of the day, they might want to make it the live action its own thing. And I that would, would think be that'd be really way. cool, actually. Yeah. So who knows? But it could also just been the fact that we didn't interpret the trailer correctly. <laughs> like at the There's end of the that. day, uh, it's hard to interpret trailers that are in foreign languages that keep throwing up a shit ton of ads on top of the trailer itself. But um, yeah. Um, kind of wrap up film. We have two more pieces of news. One, Mallrats 2. Um, confirmed that it's happening. Kevin Smith has been very uh, silly with the way that he's been letting people know this is happening. But the I mean, script's halfway done. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, he says that by May of next year, we're going to be shooting the film. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I enjoyed – I'm one of the few that, like, thought that uh, actually Clerks 2 was on par with the original. It's separate direction, but on par. I don't know if on par, but it wasn't terrible. I really I loved it. it. I really I think – like it too like, much, though. I thought it, it fit the exact scenario that was a continuation. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then the last thing is Joseph Gordon-Levitt joins uh, live-action Fraggle Rock. Cool. Like there's that. Um, I'm glad to see him after the year that was Dark Knight Rises, and he was just in everything. Yeah. After that. Yeah, I agree. And he I, just kind of fell off the map for a while. Well, and he's done a lot of side projects that are interesting. John, uh, Don John. Um, he's doing later this year the uh, the the walk. I think it's called. I think that's the name of the movie, which is the Twin Towers and the guy that did a tightrope between the two towers. yeah 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 so that that could be interesting and i just i think he's got an interesting career ahead of me. he also did a really weird um tv show that uh, he produced which was very interesting in its approach because it was supposed to be like kind of like everything um spur of the moment it wasn't it didn't have a set uh uh what's the word um story there you go <laughs> yeah wow yeah that, hard. Those yeah. that was really hard <laughs> um anyways moving on to tv um there's talk of potential flash musical i think this is dumb this is the dumbest thing it's it basically was... based off of um gustin's glee roots and basically asking him do you want to return to that he's he doesn't want to do it but um the rest of the cast has varying degrees of interest i yeah. think it'd be stupid well, it's it's like when I got into a conversation with one of our friends about the Supernatural musical, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing they could do. And she was like, but Reddit has been one. I'm like, Reddit's fucking dumb. Like, I don't. If you try to, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Reason anything by using the reason of, the oh, internet. but Reddit wanted it. Or the internet in general, just stop, please. Yeah, it's not justifiable to me enough. Like, yeah, if your line of a, argument uh, is Reddit. <laughs> Um, this one's kind of interesting. American Horror Story, Jessica Lange, who has been on for four seasons, did a great job in all those seasons, is leaving now. Um, Cheyenne Jackson and Matt Bomer are both joining the cast. In place of her. In I place of her. I have no idea who those two are, honestly. Yeah, those two I don't know. Jessica Lange I know because I, I, the only one I've watched so far is Coven, and I plan to go back and watch the first two and the circus one. Oh, the first two, man. I know. Oh, I'm, my God. Total plans me. to go back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so just so you guys know, our last week update about Metal Ox of Season 5 was not entirely accurate. Um, so it seems that... Uh, this is why you don't scream things. <laughs> we get in trouble. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, that, so that you guys know, uh, Adult Swim made the error of showing a Season 4 trailer on that Friday. And then um, the creator, um, Brandon Small, kind of came out and was like, uh, that was a mistake. Just so you guys know, I am working on a form of Season 5. It will not be released in the, a normal format, and it won't be something that you guys are expecting, but I'm working on something to finish out the series. Probably a web series. Yeah. Would, attached to Oldest Swim that you can probably load up on any, you know, Hulu, etc. Yeah. Uh, and then also just to follow up to Top Gear's uh, Jeremy Clarkson issue. Jeremy Clarkson's very, very upset. He Here's, here's a quote. I didn't foresee my sacking, but I would love to do one last lap. So I'll go down to Surrey and do one last lap of that track before the fucking bastard sack me. So he's pretty sure he's going to get fired, but he wants to run the track that Top Gear owns one last time before he's fired. Oh, my God. One more round on Gambon Pass. Yeah. In addition, uh, Richard Hammond and James May refused to to film any more episodes without their good friend Jeremy Clarkson. Makes sense. They're like brothers at this point. Yeah. They've been doing it. Yeah, exactly. And then the last piece of TV news we have is that Netflix has released the dates for all the summer streaming for 2015 and the original program. Um, the one that I'm most excited about still is Daredevil, and that's yep. next month. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, to touch on some comic books and literature and stuff like that, um, let's see. Uh, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles died. Donatello <laughs> is dead. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, like, like, like you said, comic book magic, he'll probably be back. And God, more than likely just... he will be. Um, but... People don't kill off characters willy-nilly. It's usually when readership declines, they need to drive up sales. Yeah, um, the only times that it's been like purposefully intentional reg- with a high readership already going on was like with the Captain America death. That was blindsided, not even just drive up sales. That was literally just to make a good story. Um, so this was out of left field. Donatello's dead. I don't think he's dead. I expected Raphael. I don't think he's dead. Like when I originally read the article, I was like, so Raphael, oh, it's Donatello. Well, no one cared anyways. Like no one's favorite is, no, who, who have you ever heard goes, Donatello's my favorite. It's either Raphael Bell or Leonardo. Or, yeah, Leonardo. A little bit of Michelangelo in there too, yeah. but Donatello's Never so Donatello. Yeah. Uh, no, we're going back. So I was going to let you take this. Star Wars yeah. Aftermath. So the Star Wars Aftermath, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Yep. So this is a book specifically. A book. Yeah. The Aftermath yep. is a book. Um. It is going to be highlighting the specific events after the Battle of Endor. Yeah. Um, in the sixth episode. And it's it's gonna go into what is happening in the climate of the universe that Star Wars is in because more than likely a lot the, of it's governmental. That's exactly because what I mean I'm they just took down an imperial regime. Well, not entirely. Exactly. Though. Yeah, that's yeah the they, they took down the empire, the emperor. That's what I mean to say. Exactly. Like his, the head is gone. The remnants of the imperial fleet are in chaos and disarray. As Sex the are taking on their own leadership. Solidifies programs, their power and creates their own leadership in places of government. Yeah. Especially on Coruscant, I would assume. Yeah. So um, this is just interesting. So yeah, I'll be very excited for that book when it comes out. I'm definitely going to read it, um, especially with what I've heard from Tarkin. I hope they continue this stellar performance with their books. So, Last piece of news is uh, just kind of right in line with other Secret Wars announcements. Um, they're re-releasing the Age of Apocalypse storyline. So if you haven't read that, go read it. It's a pretty large four-volume set. Each volume is about like an inch and a half thick for comics, which is huge. Jeez. 
I mean, I only read through the first th- three of them before. Like, I couldn't even get through the fourth. I, I plan to still go back and obviously read it because it's great literature. But, um, yeah, so with all these, just whenever we announce them, uh, just so you guys know what's happening, is they're taking the core of what the format was for those and the, the setup, the storyline, and the uh, fallout. And they're using that to apply to current continuity so that they can set up secret war, secret wars more efficiently. That's really all it is. So check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. But with that, we're going to take a break and come back with Nintendo's NX and mobile announcements as our discussion. Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. Uh, here in our third portion, we are going to discuss... Nintendo's announcement of their mobile gaming platform, as well as their not-so-subtle, blatant statement that they're working on another console right now, just as the Wii U is starting to gain traction. Uh, silly. Yeah. <clears throat> the whole so, thing is silly. I want to hear both of your thoughts on the mobile announcement first. A little background for it. Um, yeah. They're entering a, quote, business and capital business and capital alliance with japanese <laughs> online giant dina dna or it's dna dna okay yep. dna um who is incredibly notorious for free-to-play apps with a million microtransactions and in yep. game purchases um it will be using existing nintendo ips in new ways in new ways and it's targeted to hopefully launch by the end of the year realistically it's plausible i mean i'm sure a lot of these are reskins I'll put that out there. Man, I can't wait to play freaking Candy Crush, but it's Ruby Roundup. Okay. Ruby. There it is. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's a good direction. It's it's weird because, you know, like, Nintendo obviously is dominating the um, on-the-go platform, the handheld consoles at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. This article, it, this announcement comes to no surprise, really, but it's still a little, why do you need even more mobile traction at this point? Right. I think I think ultimately it's a good move. Um, the main reason is because I think it at least shows that Nintendo is at least capable of partnering with someone uh, and extending their IP to other hardware, which is good. That's a good sign, in my opinion. Um, and I think this company, you know, while it's notorious for those microtransactions and everything, if it's a bad thing, I don't think Nintendo will let it go. So I think they'll still have creative control enough that we won't get total shit games like, you know, God of War or whatever the hell is on there. It's not God of War. It's something else. I, I, I see the fucking ads everywhere I go, it seems. Oh, but yeah. I'm pretty that. sure we won't get, like, shitty games like that or anything. Um, and it also gives a, a possibility to certain things coming up in the forefront. You know, mobile mobile card gaming, for example. I'm I'm down for a mobile uh, Pokemon card TCG game. game. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, cool. that'd be fun. Um kind of to add more thoughts to that is that uh what's interesting is like this is following back in like january uh both miyamoto and uh iwata both put out statements saying they want their consoles to target very specifically the hardcore crowd they're tired of trying to cater their games around this mentality that 
yeah, if you play it hard enough and long enough, it will become a hardcore game for you. But if you don't, it's going to be just a casual game open to anyone. That was kind of their Wii stance. The Wii as a whole sold the most number of units of all consoles because it was the cheapest and it had the widest variety of games available for everyone within that genre, like within that uh, field. So in this sense, what they're doing is my thoughts on the mobile announcement are basically just that this way we can get we can cover all that the the group that loved Wii bowling the group that oh man I really hope those Wii mobile Wii bowling on the phone you're just swinging your phone around <laughs> That'd be so good it's like hey I'm playing a good I'm playing a game of tennis shit flies right? out then, of your hands and then every time you hit you have to look back to watch for it yeah. <laughs> no um, are they gonna start selling uh phone wrist straps for Nintendo. Oh, they've got to. They've got to. Every single game's going to start up and be like, put your strap on. Oh, okay, god damn it. Put it on your wrist and then play the stupid game. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then if also you want a taste of the mobile platforms that they're already working on, you can download right now the uh, Puzzle Quest, Pokemon, Dra- or Dragon, yeah, those games, the Puzzle Quest Dragon and all that stuff, whatever they're called. Um, essentially Candy Crush knockoffs but they're currently on 3DS and those are free to play with microtransactions in there already. So you can kind of see they've already begun to do this before this announcement. This announcement just confirmed that, yeah, it's not just going to be on the 3DS. We're also going to launch these on phones. And if they're just going to be little like filler games, you know, like they have on the DS right now for some of them, not like their own big things, but yeah, Yeah. why not? You know, why not put it onto the iOS where it's just going to be people that, don't really game game. There will also, I'm sure there will be official ports of some games that have already been put onto phones with sure. emulators. Like, I can definitely see, like, That's a good point. Link to the Past, any of the Pokemons, really, but specifically the classics. Any of the classics? Probably just games? the classic oh, ones. <laughs> yeah, probably just. I, w- I don't see them doing anything that would hinder sales on the DS as a console. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, everything pre DS, though, is fair game, I think. Um, especially since they probably don't want to have to do a virtual console for those on the 3DS or on, I think even in some ways they don't want to do it on the Wii U, but they do it anyways. Yeah. So to an extent there again, that this fills that void. Um, in addition with the NX being announced, we said this earlier, but the NX announcement was strictly their way of letting people know like, Hey, we haven't forgotten about the other part of the crowd that really loves us truly. And that's the hardcore group. The people that like us play every single Zelda that they announce. Oh, this is coming. I'm buying it like money down right away. Yep. Um, they don't want to alienate us by announcing this. Even if it is five, six years out, they're trying to avoid alienate us now before like get ahead of it before it's a problem. It's still just, I mean, it makes sense behind, but still the the coupling of the announcements was still a It was odd. odd. Yeah. It was all around odd. The way that they did that. Did you see the video of Reggie in Japan? No. Uh, Reggie, being the American branch, actually went to Japan with Iwata, and they together counted down the minutes until the, officials, the official announcement from them. It was so weird. They did a full countdown, like New Year's Eve style, like the 10, fuck? 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then, I mean, I like, I like Reggie, but... It was ridiculous. Nintendo as a company is so guilty of doing these really silly, S- weird, stupid, weird PR things. Like, I still remember Miyamoto trying to play um, the fucking uh, Donkey Kong 
drums for the GameCube controller. Or just the entire Wii Music announcement at E3. Oh, my God. That was so funny. It was so bad. So weird. Can we have a Wii Music party night? No. <laughs> I just want to create no. a giant supercut of Miyamoto at press events and like just Being see so how weird. awkward he is with people. It's great. Oh, and then a follow up to the NX announcement. Um Australia's decided that uh <laughs> if you're willing to put ten dollars down now, you'll secure a ticket to a secure a ticket you'll for, secure for a, a ticket. In, in essence, what that's what you're fuck? doing. It's essentially you're you're just securing a spot. So that when they officially announce the real name of the NX and... So it's a pre-order for a pre-order? Exactly. You're pre-ordering a spot for a Why? pre-order later. Why? <laughs> yeah, I I'd like it. to see if in like a week they have figures on how many people actually pre-ordered it. I really hope it's like two. <laughs> 30. I could see like 30 people in Australia just being like, yep, and we're going to put them all on eBay right away the moment they come out. Like that's those Probably people. what they're going to do is they actually go to e- – I think it's, it's EB it's Games. EB. Yeah. It's EB Games. They're going to go to EB. They're going to put their pre-order. They're going to take a picture of their receipt and put it up on eBay. Probably. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. Yeah, I mean – I guess, what more do you guys expect from the mobile front? Like, I mean, obviously, we've seen many games. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a runner. I bet you they'll do Mario Maze Runner, where oh, you'll jump up into the blocks and slide underneath things, and then you have to, like, do something to go into pipes. Like, I'm sure like a, that's... Like a scrolling 3D Mario Maze Yeah, Runner where you're behind them, and you're just running, yeah. and you're swiping to move and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably going to be a thing probably have some level of playability with friends where you complete with friends and you can choose which character model you're going to run through whether it's mario or peach or whatever um pokemon is easy i mean any of the current existing card games out there pokemon covers it i don't know if they do really they would bring back because i mean i feel like at this point they're still releasing stuff but i feel like the pokemon trading card game is just kind of there I mean, I know you have some no, on no. your deck. I your was about to say, like, because you we picked some. those up out of on a furious whim, essentially. Like, we were just like there at it. We we're like, fuck it, fuck it, buying these. Like, well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, how many people do you know? Like, not a single you have people one. Who are like, are like, are like, oh yeah, I play Magic, or like, or me, oh, I play Hearthstone. How many people do you know who are like, yeah, I'm gonna go to a Pokemon trading card tournament this weekend? A single but one. This is this is my reasoning. Like, it could be good for a mobile game. I mean, it, I don't know if it's, like, it's still it, it still has Pokemon still has a following. And as soon as you see a card game pop up for it, I think there was enough love for the old GBA card game itself Especially... to garner an interest, and then that will just further it yeah. in the app store you know especially if if they market that the first six months is gen one or something yeah exactly, and then exactly do subsequent expansions that update the game and you get like one free pack every time they do an update and then from there cool. you pay for packs just like you would in a store and get like five packs for five dollars yeah. or something and then hell you know maybe if it does well it could garner an interest for the card game again i'm just saying like yeah. it all is in the matter of the marketing i just i think there would be enough interest in there i know i would be interested i think you guys will probably be interested too <laughs> to an extent yeah. yeah on the topic of that do you guys ever actually play the um the pokemon trading card game game boy Advance or the game boy game oh yeah no. no that's what i'm saying game's fucking awesome i i love nice. that game that's why i'm saying like i think there's enough fond memories it took there. me so long to realize that pokemon is a straight ripoff of magic gathering oh yeah like one-to-one oh rip-off. yeah so long 
Like, I never got it when I was a kid because I never grasped Magic either. I never really played either. I owned a bunch of cards, but that was it. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! I understood. It's ba- That's simple math. Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! made so much more sense. Like, life points that are counting down. Like, everything about it. I was like, this but makes a lot so more sense. I my trap card. Yeah. I Yeah. Hell yeah. I love <laughs> fucking reading off the exact description of yeah, the trap card just being that like, I've done I get five it. million times. I, like it Pissing made sense. off my friends. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! always made more sense to me in terms yeah. of the card game. But, yeah, no, uh, Pokemon being so silly, like, that could make sense. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more It would kill the emulator. Not, there are yeah. going to be a ton of ports. I think no a lot question. of it, like, we, we thought is just them going to be killing the uh, fucking stupid uh, emulator system. In essence, they could theoretically even do a light amount of uh, MMO features in the sense that, like, it'll come it'll compare and track friends i could see that in a in, as a service attached Port to metroid and then make there be a, like a time trial board that'd be cool yeah um i can see with pokemon well with all of those like we got to be wary of microtransactions and i assume that one of the big ones for pokemon will be uh number of battles per day or per x amount of time oh yeah yeah, so almost only so many energies to use for any one battle is energy. So I could see that being a huge set piece in that. I just I hope they don't only look at their mobile games as the free to play model. I hope that they're not all like that. You know, I'm sure they'll offer like you know become a platinum owner and I don't think they or something dumb yeah. like twenty bucks down, and then you get unlimited blah blah blah, unlimited this like. They probably will have formats that allow for scaled purchases, but at the same time, like, are you gonna sit there and play hours of Pokemon on your phone? If, if it was the good card enough, game. I was gonna yeah, say if it's yeah. good enough, maybe. That's what I mean, though. Is like, it's yeah. one of those things where, like, I've spent, or I, I shouldn't say spent. I have red and emerald on here, and I hardly touch them. Like, even though I have them and I have them exactly as they were, and they function the same way they did. Like, I just don't find myself wanting see if I, can I mean it all depends the on the game and that's really the curious question about the whole right. deal is what they can do with this yeah so so i mean fingers crossed of course yeah i don't know it's I still one of those things think... where i don't think i could get that involved with the mobile game on my phone well i think bar none the mobile games won't reach any type of popularity close to the right. 3ds and its game library well we would hope um I mean, I'm then curious again, if it would reverse to some games that are like the ones that they've already propagated you know, on yeah. the 3DS, being a little bit more in-depth and involved. I could see them trying to push a game like uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong, that uh, weird wind-up toy one where you build the levels and like Mario the wind-up toy walking along the levels that's out on 3DS and Wii U. Oh, that- is that the Mario Maker? No, no, it's, it's, it's called, called Mario, Mario versus, versus Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Oh, I've never even heard of it until now. I'm really? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've never heard of that. Here, I'll pull it up. That's um, cool, But uh, essentially being a competition for, like, Angry Birds. Sure. Because it has a similar appearance. <laughs> Mario Angry Birds. Right. If um, they do that, I'll just be I'm done. Stars, I'll just probably just sell my phone at that point. It's like, <laughs> it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> But with this game, like, for instance, you set up a bunch of the levels and then your wind-up Mario follows the path that you set up and uh, has to, like, beat Donkey Kong, essentially. 
Like it's a it's a really weird game. It's kind of cool. It's similar to Mario Maker, but it has more of a mentality about like setting up a puzzle and then just hitting start and letting your character walk through it and try and solve and see if it works. It's less about it's less about building the puzzle rather than seeing it. Yeah. yeah. So it could work. I mean, that's one game that I think that they could easily port, and with the touchscreen, it actually might be really easy to port. Um, they did say they don't want to bring direct ports. I remember seeing that in the the the, the press conference. They will. They'll make some well, and and it. I think it was aimed. I think it was t- a targeted statement at current releases that they don't want to openly com- uh, was it uh, conflict with current content. And that makes sense. Like, you don't want to release a 3DS version or a game that's on 3DS on a phone oh, well, right. to compete with 3DS. It's going sales. to be virtual console ports, if anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I don't think they're going to do new stuff. They'll be old. Yeah. Well, and like game that, even, I feel like that could be heavily modified. You won't, you'll see a Mario versus, because like I just saw, like, I pulled up that uh, search and it was showing a Game Boy Advance title that came out several years ago. Several, yeah. several years ago. And then. Like I just said, there's a 3DS and a Wii U version, you know, the game now. So like, they could do. They don't even need to do a port. They could just do a mobile specific version of that. Um, or say you have like so many completions per day. Because um, at the end of the day, with all of these, you're gonna have to figure out a way to make. Because they're gonna have everything on mobile. I think be free to play. With the intent that you could have the option to purchase it, and when you purchase it outright, you remove some of those free to play options that you Maybe. can in app purchases. Um, that would make the most sense from Nintendo's standpoint because they'd still want to provide you with a, you know, quality experience without making you annoyed by the the brand. Because that'd be really easy to get annoyed with it if it was purely one style, like all free to play with a shit ton of purchases. And that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think Nintendo will go so far into the deep on you know one side or the other. Yeah. But I think they'll dabble a little bit here and there, and. Um, you know, maybe after they get some insight with um, these multiplayer kind of games, like, you know, on the phone and everything. Yeah. Maybe they could take that knowledge and start improving their multiplayer sides of regular games, too. You know? Yeah. They're they're just bad with multiplayer. Right. <laughs> well, and that's where I think a lot of this is changing. I think that's a large reason why the NX was announced in a large way, because we just saw Club Nintendo shut down or, you know, in the process of shutting right. down officially. Probably um, in part due to this idea. Well, that's here. what I mean. Is yeah. like, we're, they're going to be launching their own version of PSN and uh, Live. I think. I think that's a big thing of what they're doing. And so to do that, they're getting rid of Club Nintendo. They're creating their new service, which you sign up with that service, and it applies to the NX, whatever your mobile stuff is, your uh, 3DS stuff, and all your purchases will be logged appropriately. You'll finally get cross by more wider than like three games that have crossed by um i think in a large way this is them announcing like hey we're taking some pretty drastic differences from where we've been at in the past 10 years to set up the next however many i mean they're they're a really old company and over 100 years yeah Yeah. and ultimately it's just good to see them at least taking on some new ideas here's hoping that they can keep applying that everywhere mm-hmm. including to their youtube policy that needs to change quick yeah. <laughs> fucking quick yeah. um yeah but you know um with the nx i foresee that they'll wind up making it much more in line with a 
PS4 and Xbox One kind of like mentality that like they're going to take the most progressive systems at the time and try to match them on specs. I think largely it's going to come down to that, that they're going to try and match specs so that it, they can enter into the hardcore crowd's realm of conversation, essentially. Um, I don't think they're going to keep doing these where like it took them 10 years to finally produce an HDMI compatible system. You know, I think this next one is going to have what everyone's been asking for built in Ethernet port, built in HDMI that runs around 60 frames per second on everything, which Nintendo's really good about getting their specs up to that quality um, and making sure that the lag delay between input and product, like w the result, is almost non existent. Um, I think the NX will be a legitimate option for third parties to come onto the console. Um, I think that Nintendo is trying to really bring back that hardcore crowd that was with them through the through the uh, the SNES and part of the N sixty four. I really think they're going back to that kind of basic mentality of like we got to match everyone else on like a one to one ratio, even if we are doing our own thing. We need that because at the end of the day, third parties do sell. Yeah, and I mean for the longest time, Nintendo has had a really weak third party, but those games that are predominantly third party are really 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 good and arguably some of the best games on the console i mean no like, that's which which yeah. third parties are you talking about yeah. i mean most of them i can think of two, i can think of two on the wii specifically which which ones no okami more. okami which was um, yeah that was a sony product originally mm -hmm. okay but then they got ported and now yeah. nintendo owns everything and then uh, no more heroes those are two Those exceptions are, yeah. to the rule. The yeah. rule of we of we and Nintendo in general has been that third parties are garbage. I mean, especially look at the Wii. Those are third, third party exclusives. Terrible. Those are different. Oh, uh, third party in general, though, has been crap on the Wii and Wii U. Um, you think about like the Batman Arkham City Armored uh, Edition, which was garbage. You Mass talk Effect about three. Mass Effect Three that was crap. Like um, Deus Ex. Yeah, any one. of the ones that have releases on other consoles wide releases on oh, other consoles. Oh, so it's a wide release. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, it, the exclusives, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, exclusives when a third party gets the the actual, like, Nintendo hardware way ahead of time and gets to actually work with it right. directly, it turns out great. But you're, yeah, no, the the shit that gets churned out because they they wanted to release on a Wii U Watch in addition Josh. to, yeah, it was just crap. <laughs> forgot about that one. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want right? to forget See? that it came We've, out on the Wii we, U. We want to forget that it, yeah. it came out, I think, is a um, larger problem. Yeah, honestly. Selling a Watch Dogs copy for everyone who wants it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyone. I was, sad anyone? For, I was sad for a while when I couldn't get the um the Ultimate Edition of Watch Dogs because that statue is actually really cool and you get the little... I just a little bandana, and then I played Watch Dogs. The no, it's a full like ski. It's like the ski mask. That oh yeah, just covers the ski mask. Right. Yeah, but coach, then I played yeah. Watch Dogs, and I was over it. Yeah, I can understand some people's love for it. Like my cousin and his friend both think Watch Dogs was really good and Are like a great game. No, no. My, my cousin is. I no. don't know about his friend, but like no, <laughs> I just I'm so baffled by it. I I don't I don't understand why people like either. the game. I mean, it's it's okay, but for an okay game, like. It's it a bad GTA port. Critique, you know? yeah. No, um, yeah, so I feel like the NX is going to be kind of a return to form because, like, back in the day, think about the N64, like, it had some pretty solid third-party ports. Like, I remember even, like, the Tony Hawk games actually ran pretty good on it. Um, you think about uh, some of those similar titles along that, like, train of thought. 
and it ran pretty well. I'll be curious to see what the NX really is. I mean, I, I don't know if I can quite go as far to say return to form yet. I mean, because we really don't know anything about it quite yet. But I'll, I'll append my statement a little bit then. Uh, sure. More of with the intent behind Miyamoto's and Iwata's statements, I feel like the NX is going to wind up going that way. And I, I hope it's a return to something like the N64, like the GameCube. I really think like it's going to be the uh, games. the SNES. Remember when the SNES was actually like considered a true SNES. rival in, okay, in consoles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'd, I think I'd they're like trying to, to think go. That, cause, I mean, if you if Nintendo were to have their continued beloved IP, first party support games with third party games that were good. Yeah. That worked well on their console. Yep. Man, like they would be able to Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Bayonetta is not a third party now though, because we now. were bought out by Nintendo. Right. So I don't still, know though. if Bayonetta applies completely. Well, I mean but it's a third party it's still a third party studio at the end of the day, which was still impressive at the time when the first one released. It, but we're also talking about that yeah. as an exclusive. I mean third party support in general. Oh, I know. Across all consoles. I know. I'm just saying, like, essentially like that was one moment when it was like, okay. I get what they're hoping for. Sure. Now, I mean, now it's just putting the rest of them into practice. I think. I think largely that's where they're at. Is they need that more than anything else. I think they need it. I yeah. I I'd agree. I mean, the Wii U had a good season this year, but it's already falling off again. I mean, it's not going to be. It's not like the Wii U is the like the saving grace of the no, Nintendo. No, absolutely and not. They definitely need to change the way they think about their business model in this time i mean like you said it's like they're an old company they really need to get with the times it'll be interesting yeah, well, yeah. Would be good. it'll be interesting to see where they sit at by the end of the year because they have some huge i was about to say star fox year. and star legend fox, of zelda are this year zelda yeah, I those can't wait for star um, fox. if no one if you don't have Actually, a wii u another, this, xenoblade, this is the year xenoblade is gonna be huge xenoblade yeah for is both that, is that both releases the wii u as well yes yeah so there's a wii u and a 3ds version Okay. No, of, oh no, the 3DS version. X is yeah, yeah. just that's Wii just Wii U. Yeah, I was about to say because Chronicles is uh, 3DS. Yeah. Well, after I get a bigger hard drive for my Wii U because I know I'm gonna need one eventually because I'm getting <laughs> so many games for it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in Xenoblade. I think that'll be a good one to come into for someone like me who's not been a part of the franchise. It'll be interesting to see. I'm assuming that you'll be able to play X without having to play the first one. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Like I said, one. I mean it's really good game. It was really <laughs> quite surprising to hear from two of the most, well, the head of the company and the most creative force behind the company, openly say like we're done catering to everyone. Basically, is what they said. Like we're done with that's that. That's the strongest thing that I get. I got yeah, out of the whole press conference. Aside. Well, and that's what they said j- January. So like for them to then make this statement, it's like no, they're that they've decided like they have decided this is the move so they've already changed their business models what we can basically say now because they they've decided we're doing things different we are changing everything now it's just waiting for those games to actually come out i mean to be properly implemented yeah exactly because i mean in my mind an nx is going to be basically like a ps4 and xbox one we'll see with whatever gimmick they go with, if they the only problem to go with, with the that is screens. Nintendo has been behind a generation. That's what so I mean. Like now, yeah, it's hard to say it's going to be like the PS4 and Xbox One when by then we'll have PS5, PS5 and, and Xbox Two. Well, that's why well. I'd like to think <laughs> I, I'd Xbox like to think Seven Thousand. 
Xbox 7000. We're going to just throw numbers out because that's what they do, apparently. Xbox 720. It's like it was Xbox, Xbox. 360. It's the Xbox One. It's, maybe it'll just be the Y box. Y circle. I get why they chose that one, and it was stupid. What, Xbox One? Yeah. It was the all in one. It's all in your entire media center in one. Right, well, uh, it could have been the 720. Totally, I it made so much failed, more sense. Failed. Failed. Yep. I love I love the irony of the Xbox One and Microsoft like in general with mm-hmm. their gaming. They they had this grand design and then it totally just Yep. yep and yep. they go back on it entirely. Yeah, entirely. <laughs> so bad. Uh, but yeah, I think I think you're right. Like Nintendo has been somewhat behind, especially once Xbox and, and Sony re- or Mi- yeah Microsoft and Sony really started pushing the boundaries of gaming. That's when Nintendo started falling behind because they were still looking at creative ways to play their games. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but nothing at all. Just in the current world, really. More it's- or less, what I expect from the, the NX is just a piece of hardware that the the specs of it will match whatever the current is at that time. Beyond that, I have no idea whether the interface or anything like that will match up. I just feel like that's the one part that they're most scrutinized on and that they're going to want to address most of all. Idea for their um, next gimmick? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> motion control is pretty much dominated, and touchscreen is what they've really messed with a lot. I mean, I don't expect them to jump into VR. I really don't. I... I... I the only new way that i see gaming going for the future is to vr support eventually i i i can kind of see the, the trends coming with all of the product no, <laughs> no i I'm see just, i joking. see like the projects right, everyone's right. investing into and it's kind of like the the change of the times is that vr eventually will i don't will think it'll somewhere. take over completely i think I just think in the same way complete. i think it's in the same way that when people first initially messed with the playstation move and the wii motion controls they were like oh this will be great this will be like something that'll get us involved and interactive and there was it's hard to it's hard to think back because like 2002 when those were first introduced like 2002 and 2005 i think respectively we weren't in the climate at that time but i remember watching videos from ign and people that back then were just as excited about that as they were about vr touch controls yeah yeah like so it's just one of those things where i think at the end of the day the most the epitome that we have found with gaming is it's most immersive interactive and without uh, really stretching yourself too far in any one direction is the what we have, which is great couch seating with great surround sound, great visual fidelity, and a simplistic control that you don't have to think about too hard to get going. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I definitely don't see it anytime soon. But yeah. if if there is a VR device that can accomplish those those traits, right? Well, I, nice the bigger thing it. being. Um, and expense movement because a lot of those VRs require head movement. I, yeah, which I is think that'll bar. Yeah. I think that'll bar a lot of it. Um, I also think that if they were to go to a stick control, that'd also give you motion sickness real easy. Like once you eliminate X number of your uh, interactive fan base with one of those kind of gimmicks that causes sickness, it automatically removes it from the market. Like people stop investing. So it's one of those things where we really have to wait and see. Cause I would love the idea of like a fully immersive thing to happen, but everyone th- thinks that until they actually do put it into practice and then they're like turned off. That's the thing is once they actually put it into there, practice. There are some interesting things I've been hearing on that, on that line with um, different peripherals using things like Oculus Rift to yeah. enhance experience, but also reduce on um, the amount of, uh, 
nausea that yeah. gets created with yeah. the headsets. And those have to do with actually having a specific like seating environment to yep. accompany that movement to ease you into that virtual. Mm. I don't know reality. if you guys had this too, but I remember the very first time I ever played Portal. Yeah. I was so disorienting and I had to put really? the game down for a okay. while because I literally felt like I was about to throw up. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have it with uh, my dad's first Portal. attempt at playing Halo. Okay. Made him sick. Rogue Squadron. The first time I played Rogue Squadron, I was just baffled by it because of because you could do like with the the six axis movement with that one button yeah, yeah. and move it around and I was at the time in my life where I didn't understand those concepts yeah. so I was like what the fuck am I doing right <laughs> now so I'm like going in circles the third person flying in Star Citizen made me sick a little bit when we messed with that on oh Corey's yeah machine. yeah that looked um, like it would I tried a little bit of Oculus when we went to RTX two years ago when they had it on display there mm-hmm i didn't really like it like it's one of those things where you're like this looks really cool but i don't see myself playing with this for more than 20 minutes at a time like i have no interest in this for more than 20 minutes it's just headache inducing you're talking about something that's right up on your face and like you can't see what's going on around you like i think vr will be a great gimmick for a time just like 3d was a great gimmick for a time just like motion control was a great gimmick for a time like the idea is great like i think there's certainly certain experiences that need to happen in that realm but I think it's a bigger stepping stone for what needs to come after that. I think it's, I mean, just bringing us all back to Nintendo, it's yep. really unfortunate that they've put themselves in a position where they essentially need to have the next big gimmick on the yeah. next console in order for it to sell. When you look at something like the place, look at the evolution evolution from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. What have they changed? Nothing. Really nothing, just built a bigger machine every single Better time. controller. That's better better interface, too. Yeah. yeah. But have they changed, you know what? If I pick up a PS4 controller, I know how to use a PS1 controller. See, and that's why out. I was referencing the fact that like they're probably going to return to a form of like N64, those kind of things, is because they're, what they're going to do is they're going to go, you know what, this time around, no gimmicks. Let's just make the best possible games that we can make. But do you really think they'd go back to that after all this time? I think so. I think I think uh, statistically and monetarily they will because their gimmicks are going to come through on the, the phones. And what can they mess with, like, in terms of, like, group play in a large-scale phone model? That'll be something new to try out. Whereas mm-hmm. on the home console, the people that want to be playing Mario are the people that want to sit down and play Mario for five hours. I'd be I'd be interested in a couple of things if they decide to do it. One is, like, I think the obvious one, which is the share-played options that you yeah, speak of. Yeah. Since it is a mobile gaming company that they're pairing with, it seems like they are going to be trying to build out a larger interface, similar to, like, the share-play with playstation 4 and ps vita and yeah like yeah that. like that um, kind of stuff. too bad the vita isn't as successful all right <laughs> otherwise it'd be good kind of but then that thing kind of exists i kind yeah. of still wish i had one just for the sake of playing for my bed me too i, I kind of like i've kind of i've had it. that thought on multiple occasions like man i would love to just be <laughs> sitting the here. entire reason they have a lot of japanese bought one <laughs> it's like i just want this so i can just lay down and just smash this against my face and well that's like <laughs> when the connect first came out that's why Pretty people much. wanted the connect was to i wish i had another and just shout commands at it i'll say this i wish i had another 10 feet of distance in my wii u okay it cuts out in the hall right outside my bedroom seriously yeah oh uh, you know, so, need to move your wii u i know apparently that's like my issue slap it in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> slap it in the kitchen wireless hdmi is there that a go. thing Someone needs to make it a thing. Boom. 
Um, the only other thing I was going to say that they could do that would really interest me. Mm -hmm. Um, the 3DS I think is like a really interesting idea just because like encountering somebody as you walk by them can. Yeah. The street pass thing. Interesting stuff. If they could do something along the lines of that with a console. I think they will. Oh, I would be really intrigued because, because, and this is what I'm getting at. You remember the days when you'd have LAN parties with consoles? And if they could do that with a Nintendo console, that would be really cool. I think that would return it to an interesting yeah. place. Well, in and that's what I'm saying is, like, I think they're going to really hammer out a service. Because think, if you have the app on your phone, say you have a Nintendo Power Play whatever program on your phone, like an app, it'll function like a street pass on your phone. Then say that app can communicate with your 3DS and your nx machine thing sure yeah that's yeah it'll just dump all those points onto your account as you pass people if everyone out there had the app on their phone you're automatically reaching a much wider audience than say the 3ds because no one's having to buy a new peripheral and i think that ultimately is going to be the biggest thing that happens i think that's the definite possibility I, that's that's it's where just, i'm at too i hope that they're able to take a concept like that and apply it to a console and I, I miss the LAN party days, and I think that's something that can return back in form now that we have a larger well, and gaming especially, audience and a well, lot more people are playing games. Right. Well, so I would if you add, could create your own network just easy without even having a router, good. Yeah, that would be, be good. awesome. That would be cool. I was actually even just thinking, like, um, I mean, we're already kind of seeing some of that, so you might be right on the money with that, yeah. with the fact that uh, the Wii U can now support up to eight players at one time. Exactly. The that's, next that's step. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking of bigger people in one room. Yeah, that's I would agree I with that. I would I would say that that's a strong possibility. More than likely, like I was saying, like probably have a, a piece of hardware that matches current specs for the time. Like right. that's something that I think they're under such so much scrutiny that they're gonna just have to meet it. And then more than likely, probably let yeah, just uh, more more support to what fans actually have been wanting from Nintendo for a long time. And I think that's that's the market that couch group. Yeah, you know, market that xbox one and playstation 4 aren't so good at you don't see as many co-op on one screen and if we could get that mentality on to nintendo which they are doing and you see it more and more that could be a really strong thing for them that could make them that that thing to get yep and i think you're right i think that'll be the piece they reach back into and then also they'll probably in, in the same line of thought really hammer out how friend uh Friending friends goes, you know, I'm trying friending to think of like friends, yeah. adding friends. friends to your friends list goes as well as Make playing with them wirelessly. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the difficulty with the Wii U is that we have to friggin write down a stupid like 12 digit number. I still got to give you. I know we still haven't done that because it's such a fucking <laughs> pain so in the ass. Um, same with the 3DS. Like it's a code that it generates that's applied to your your console. And then from there it gets handed out. So once those two things get streamlined, then they can start worrying about gimmicks but they really need to hammer out a few other details first. Oh, God, excuse me, hiccup. Um, beyond that, though, um, and any more uh, handheld or console-based thoughts that you have on the topic? I just really, and I know this is kind of just going back to what I said, I just really, as much as I really don't think they could survive now with the position that they've put themselves into with focusing on these gimmicks, mm-hmm. I'd like for them to take a step away from them. Because I mean, like you know what, the 3D is like super cool on the 3DS. I've never used it. I like, like literally, like it just. I've used it like three times. I've used it more cinematics. now that I have the new one and it face tracks, but still, it's just like, 
it's too jarring for someone who, who with my eye problems right. like there's no agreed there's same no with steel me. to it i just i want good like here's basically what you said it's like you know we're hardcore nintendo character players because you know what hey the next time metroid game comes out i'm buying, I'm buying it. it the next time a zelda game comes out buying i'm it. buying it i don't want and I've, I've done this before and i hate myself for it too you're I don't wearing want to a feel... mushroom shirt right now. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to feel like I have to buy a console to play a certain game. I want to buy a console that's good and has the games I want on it. Yeah, yeah. it feels like you Absolutely. are sacrificing something when you when you buy that Wii U the first time. But you're like, damn, I just got to play that Super Smash. I mean, I have bought... That's us. I bought... <laughs> Mario 3ds well. and then a new 3ds both for kingdom hearts yeah i'll probably buy the new 3ds for the newest fire emblem game you know and i mean like looking how like this time around when i went and picked up a ps4 i mean like there were like two games i wanted at the time it was like infamous and there was like a couple others but you knew it was a good console but i knew it was a good console and i knew it would deliver yeah yeah with the wii u it's kind of that problem was like okay i can buy one i'm only gonna buy it for these couple games and then I'm gonna kind of have to like kind of play it by ear and wait, see what happens, forever. and buy a bunch of used titles for it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We just want to get back to a point where Nintendo is one of our staples, like our cornerstones of our gaming room, rather than oh well, I'll wind up getting it when they actually release a game I want. Exactly. And that's like you know you said that that's basically how you are with like the Expo and Halo. Like at this point in my life, like yeah. with. With finances and everything else, there's things. too much other stuff, and I don't think I can commit myself to buying a console for just one game anymore. Yeah, and I mean that's that, that's why with like Xbox One, there's enough releases now. Yeah, now there is. But that I still once that drops, I'll be happy to get it. But I still don't feel that way about the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, Hyrule Wars has been fun. Mario Kart Eight has been okay. It's been decently fun. I'm actually the, the next DLC I think comes in May. Fucking way out there still. Oh, I know. So stupid. Um, and then Smash Brothers has been great, but you have the DS version. I Wide. DS version, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the only which, other... by the way, one note on that, Mewtwo comes out next month. Oh shit! So they did announce that you can just buy them. Oh sweet! <laughs> Fucking so, like, I don't care about registering both um, versions of the game. Oh, fuck! What was I gonna say? Oh, I guess the only other game that you haven't mentioned that you know, when and if I get a Wii U that's already out, I feel like I have the I'm positioned to buy in with yeah. like Pikmin. Because I heard like Pikmin 3 is like I've heard that one's really good. good. I've been back and forth in my own head about getting it. That was really fun. The uh, Super Mario 3D <laughs> I was World. say that. <laughs> I know. Like I was like, I have to say this. Uh, 3D World has been great. Like I beat the game. I haven't beat it 100% because I still have to go back and Green Star or everything. But I beat the game. Um, but I, I'm looking for – like the main thing I'm still waiting for is them to announce a main platformer-based – Mario title like Galaxies and Sunshines and stuff like that. Still no announcement on that, so I'm waiting on that. Um, Link, we have an official announcement, but no date. They basically just said this year. That's Star Fox is the same. Yeah, they did say Star Fox before Legend of Zelda. That's the only caveat we have from that statement. Yeah, Metroid. we haven't even seen any like actual gameplay, but yet we know of its Existence. release before I mean, Zelda, yeah. which we've seen. The direction of. Nintendo's taking in general, what Majora's got a release date? What a month before it came out? Yeah. Yes. yes, they really need to do better. Ma- about that. Smash Brothers was 
uh, holiday all the way up until two weeks before it came out. Yep. Oh my god, that's totally right. Yeah. Yeah. They kept they kept doing that weird Doink. dance with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last, I mean, really Metroid, we've just been told like, we're going to work on a 3d and a 2d Metroid. And that was the end of the statement. That was the end of the sentence. Give me actually what you're going to do. I mean, like I need it. I need a direction. <laughs> like I want to be excited. That's the thing It's like, we are diehard fans for life. I think we were roped in at a young age and we are weird stuck. <laughs> it's weird. Like so many times we get mad at companies for building on the hype and we get mad at Nintendo because we don't, they don't have enough of it. They don't give anything. They don't, well, that's the thing. Is like, there's a difference between like, here's some promotional pictures. <laughs> Nintendo's like, fuck that. Like, you got one video for five minutes yeah. of us running around an empty forest. Have fun with that. Speculate away, asshole. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. But I think with that, we basically all kind of summarize that we want a really solid home console experience with a pretty good casual phone experience coming out of this statement this announcement and that we want to see quality back in nintendo more than gimmicks and metroid and lots of metroid and mario and zelda and yeah star fox star good fox. shit the core group we want back so but yeah and with that i think we'll wrap up a geek domination podcast again you can always email us at geek domination listeners at gmail.com we're always checking it always listening um and with that we'll see you guys next week all right bye, bye.